Hey, Triple Cross Podcast. We are at it again. We are in the middle of a great game uh, between the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm going to wait a little bit before we get into too many details. Jump on stream. Going here. I want to let you know that Mint Mo- oh, Here we go. All right. So, like I said, we are at halftime now. Uh, if this is your first time on the channel, please uh, please make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. Hold on, I'm getting some, some feedback here. Okay, let's see if everything is working out now. Done hundreds of shows like this, uh, but every once in a while you still hit some roadblocks. So, uh, yeah, if you are just joining us for the first time on Triple Cross channel, please uh, hit the subscribe button so that you're subscribed to the channel. Hit the bell icon so you get notifications to shows like this when we go live so you can jump into the chat with us. I'll be hitting on some of the, uh, the chat comments that we have in the chat right now uh, just shortly. Um, let's see. And also, uh, there will be a giveaway that we're launching shortly uh, before I get into the stuff about the game. There will be a giveaway, uh, where you can win two tickets to the season opener of your favorite NFL teams. Uh, you know, their home opener next year. Uh, we will be announcing the winner of that on the Super Bowl, and you'll have to stay tuned on the Triple Cross podcast, uh, on the YouTube channel or check out, uh, us on Apple podcast or Spotify or any of those channels. Uh, we will be launching that this week, so you're going to have to learn how you can go enter to win that because everybody wants to go see their team in their home opener. I know we have some Niners fans here, so uh, maybe somebody will go get to see them on their home opener. Uh, without waiting too long here, let's jump into some of these comments. I should have another guest joining me uh, in a few minutes. Um, we're planning on staying live throughout halftime and the second half, so if you're watching on TV, you know, feel free to keep us up on your phone or your laptop. Um, if you like what we're saying enough, you know, you can turn down the sound on your TV. This is kind of in the, the vein of like, if you've ever seen like a Joe Rogan fight companion, um, we can try to be the commentators for you, or you can keep the sound on there. Uh, whatever the case may be, uh, we appreciate everybody who joins in here. Uh, first up here, as far as the comments, the early bird gets the worm here. Mark Kuhn with the first one. Uh, what is going on with the offense? Dallas defense isn't that good. It's a good point. The offense doesn't look as good as this looked uh, for the rest of this 11 game winning streak. Um, obviously I'm a Niners fan as well. If you're a, uh, if you're joining for the first time with us. So this offense, I mean, I do think it has to do a little bit with Dallas's defense. I think Dallas's defense is better than most of the defenses we've been seeing in recent weeks. Um, I think that there's another common theme too. If you think back to some of these other games, we've scored a bunch of points. It's not all in the first half. I think we make some halftime adjustments. Um, to Kyle Shanahan's credit as a head coach, I think that's something he's doing really well this year in particular. And I think he's kind of gotten better just with every year uh, being a head coach, improving after halftime. So I'm expecting this to be, uh, or I'm at least hoping for this to be all Niners all the time as we uh, 
pick up the second half action. Um, but I mean, Dallas's defense, they're, they're not bad. Obviously they're one of the best. Uh, I think they led the league in sacks. So they're, they're great at pressuring the quarterback and we've yet to see somebody be able to pressure Brock Purdy. Uh, he's a rookie, but he is usually very composed. He does a great job of, of not losing his cool. Uh, hopefully they can just make the adjustment and we can see the regular offense we'd like to see with the playmakers making plays. Moving on here, because we got second half starting pretty quick. Um, let's see, agree, but they are playing that good, though. Uh, TCAF, he's one of our regular listeners. Appreciate you. Not sure, are you agreeing with Mark Kuhn's comment? If you're in here, drop it. Drop that in for me. Uh, another one, TCAF. Micah Parsons tossing O-Lyman like he's in the WWE. I mean, if you look at the thumbnail for this video, I made it before the game started, but I, I kind of figured it would be kind of defensive heavy. So I got Nick Bosa on the one side of the thumbnail, and Micah Parsons, because, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. The Cowboys are not – they're not my favorite team by a long shot. They're probably my least favorite team, uh, right up there for sure. Uh, but Micah Parsons is a hell of a ball player. That's just the truth of it. You know, the guy, he can play just about any position on defense. And uh, the more he focuses on just, you know, edge rushing and things like that, he is looking great against, you know, traditional O-linemen, even in like kind of a traditional defensive end uh, category. So – Man, it, you, you hate to see it as a Niners fan, but uh, I'm sure the Cowboys fans are happy to have that guy. Looks like we're still a few minutes out from second half action. Uh, by the way, if you are, we, there's a chance that on our stream we'll be a little bit behind you while you're watching. If you want to be in sync with us, I'll make sure that we do a countdown on the clock when the clock gets going so that you can sync up with us. Um, you know, given that that I'm I'm watching on my stream uh, and then you're watching me on the YouTube stream, there's a good chance that you might have to hit like pause for like five seconds, 10 seconds, maybe even to get uh, on page with us. Or if you want to be ahead of us, that's fine too. You know, I don't mind moving through these comments just because they keep rolling in here. Uh, is it just me or does it seem Dallas is blitzing on every play? I think they are blitzing quite a bit, but what's really staggering to me is how often the blitz is uh, turning into pressures on the quarterback. I think the O-line should be doing a better job of protecting Purdy, honestly. I think he's doing a great job getting away, uh, and that's kind of been his M.O. Uh, as he's been the starter for our team. But usually he makes something happen after he gets away. Right now we're just happy that he's getting away, throwing the ball away, things like that. Um, we just saw the, the kickoff. It was kneeled down in the end zone. Like I said, as soon as the clock starts, I will count it down for you guys if you want to sync up with us. Um, like I said, I'll have another host jumping on too. If one of you guys want to jump in with me while I'm waiting, you know, just let me know in a comment, and I can drop the link in as well. Um, okay, so it looks like Dallas is getting ready to run their first play. I'm looking at the play clock now. I'm seeing 17, 16, 15, 14, 13 on the play clock, and a hike. Got a handoff to Zeke up the gut. It looks like he got about three yards on that one. I also think that the Niners, uh, you know, they've been doing a good job stopping the run for the most part. Um, I think Pollard left the game with an injury to his ankle, I believe. Um, I don't know for sure if he's returning. I didn't see any uh, status updates on that. But if this becomes a Pollardless offense, uh, they lose a lot of zip, a lot of a lot of that uh, that flashiness that they would have coming out of the backfield because Ezekiel Elliott is not quite that explosive runner. He's kind of become a little bit more of the power runner guy. Dak rolling out right. This is what the Niners have to stop. We can't allow Dak to get away and then get up the field for yardage. Uh, he converted a huge third down earlier in the game when they were just kind of dead to rights. It was something like a 
15-yard run. That's always kind of been the Niners' kryptonite on defense. If they've had one, they're a great defensive team. But uh, mobile quarterbacks, you know, because they're such aggressive uh, blitzing, they can end up behind the quarterback. Uh, like you saw on that one, Nick Bosa kind of almost had the sack but flew right by, and then Dak escapes into the empty spots through the line and then gains some yardage. We've got a snap ball here. Pass off to the left to CeeDee Lamb. They're going to get about 10 out of there. First down, Cowboys. Working through these comments still. George Kittle should be proud. I mean, Kittle's the man. Kittle is the most complete tight end in football. Uh, you can fight me over that. Nobody blocks the way he does uh, from the tight end position. And uh, especially anybody who can compete with him in blocking, they're not going to be making the plays in the receiving game that he does. Um, Kittle just – and beyond anything he does on the field as far as play, he's also one of the – the guys who's the leader of uh, one of the leaders of the team. Uh, we got a short pass here off the left. Looks like to Dalton Schultz, maybe. Yeah, Dalton Schultz in the flats, tackled by Hufunga and uh, somebody else there in a gang tackle. Looks like they got about two yards here, so second and eight or so for the Cowboys. Moving along here, TCAP says, "I don't know what they pay Maher, but they need to get uh, they need to get some of that back." Yeah, Maher is completely in his own head right now. Um, it's one of those situations, even as a Niner fan, it's so cringy. You hate to see it, but at the same time, I don't hate to see it when they're playing my team nearly as much. Um, they uh, I believe, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Maher missed four extra points uh, last week, which was all of the kicks he attempted. I don't believe they attempted a field goal, so they were uh, – <laughs> they uh, <laughs> did some promoting of things. I'm getting some hilarious replies from people uh, that I was sending this link to. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Maher, yeah, he missed four extra points last week. You know, he was going to miss the extra point this week. It got, you know, quote unquote blocked by Samson Ebukam. But if you saw, they were already on the left hash mark there and the kick was blocked by the defensive, like right end. So it was already fading off to the left. It was going to go even further left. He was going to miss this one too. So that would have been five in a row. Um, kind of just tough to watch. Honestly, I can't even imagine those are all extra points, by the way. Can't really imagine them actually taking a field goal shot at any point. I mean, I can't imagine the circumstance you'd have to find yourself in to even test that. Maybe if it was like fourth and like past 10 yards to where you just have no faith the offense is going to pick it up, uh, but you're also somehow within field goal range, maybe you give him a shot there um, because you're still not giving up great field position if you miss. Uh, there's really not a great – uh circumstance to do that but the Niners come up with a stop here uh fourth and five uh just short of midfield looks like the drive stalls out for the Cowboys got kind of a line drive uh kick to Ray Ray McLeod who fumbles the ball we got one Cowboy who jumped on it and then multiple Niners right after not sure if the Cowboys actually recovered that or not no sign on my end yet this could really go either way Everybody's waiting with bated breath here. Who comes up? It looks like the Cowboys have secured the fumble recovery. Man, Ray Ray maybe trying to do too much, trying to split two defenders here, and he just gets that ball punched out from one of those guys. He, sh you know, he probably should have protected it better there. That 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 one looks like it's on him. I mean, he knows he's trying to split two guys. You know, you can't. I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, Playoff game, Ray Ray's made some good plays for us in the last few games. So, you know, you want to believe in your guys. I'm certainly – he's still the right guy for the job, but can't have that giving the Cowboys the ball 
yeah, right outside of the red zone on the 21-yard line, San Francisco's 21-yard line. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we can't have in this defensive struggle. You can't just be giving up a uh, field position like this. Uh, the Cowboys have been having a pretty tough time moving the ball. Um, every time they kind of get something going, or at least the, the one drive that really got something going, um, we had an interception uh, by Fred Warner, which honestly, that should even, if you didn't see the second interception of this game, uh, Jimmy Ward got hit right in the chest with a ball that he did not catch. Uh, he should have had the interception there, but he kind of shuffled it on over to Fred Warner, who did secure the interception. Uh, we got second and eight now inside the 49ers red zone. Fakes the handoff, passes it off to the right to CD Lamb. Screen pass. They're going to pick up another first. All the way to San Francisco's nine. So we're going to have first and goal from San Francisco's nine-yard line for Dallas. Uh, got some more comments in here. Uh, guys, if you drop in comments, I'm going to get to them uh, just as soon as I can. Still working through some of these. Does Dan Quinn have a leg up on Kyle from their time in Atlanta? I think this is something that this was like a pretty big talking point leading up to this game. And um, it's kind of always is a talking point whenever you you have like a former OC or DC uh, from a former coaching staff of a head coach. Uh, Dan Dan Quinn, for those who don't know, uh, he was the head coach of the Falcons uh, back in their most recent trip to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan was their OC, uh, offensive coordinator. He was the one who, you know, I accredit him at least, a lot of people do, for Matt Ryan's MVP season, for kind of uh, at least how the offense was was working so well in their last run to that Super Bowl. Um, and, of course, they did crumble in that Super Bowl against the Patriots uh, with like an historic comeback in the Super Bowl. Uh, I can't remember the exact score. Somebody can remind me what that score was that, that the Patriots came back from. And then it doesn't look too good when Kyle goes and becomes a head coach. And they also lost uh, in a similar fashion to the Chiefs in the 2019 uh, season Super Bowl. Uh, but to your point there, Mark, uh, does Dan Quinn have a leg up? I don't think so. You know, I think that Dan Quinn is just a good – you can know, say what you will about him being a head coach. Maybe he's good, maybe he's not. But as a D.C., I think it's pretty hard to argue that he's not a good defensive coordinator. And uh, Dallas makes teams look worse than they are. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And like I said, hopefully we've seen some adjustments. Uh, we haven't got, gotten to see Brock Purdy in the offense with the ball this half. But I am anticipating they made the adjustments they needed to do. Looks like they did on defense, too. They, they stopped him once already. Uh, that fumble, oh, my God. Just saw a tip pass that looked like it could have been picked off, but it was not. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it's fourth and goal now. They do have Maher trotting out onto the field. Uh, so it looks like the Cowboys are going to go for a field goal here. Uh, can't wait to see what happens, honestly. Uh, attempt to tie the game. I mean, this guy looks nervous, honestly, real nervous. Uh, but, yeah, to your point, Mark, I don't think it's anything particular. Uh, both coaches have evolved quite a bit since their time together and I think Dallas is just a good defense and you know I, I want to see what the adjustments are before we start saying that Dallas is kind of overmatching or anything like that well would you look at that Brett Maher does have an NFL kicker's leg he can make a 20-yard field goal or whatever good for him uh got a little bit of the butterflies out uh He's a head case. Uh, I wouldn't say that he's out of the woods yet. Uh, I mean, his last, you know, five kicks, uh, six kicks, I guess, he's made one. So he's got a long ways to go before he's out of the woods. Uh, TCAF here has another comment. Sorry, I'm a Bills fan, and I'm here for therapy since my therapist doesn't take Sunday calls. Yeah, that game 
earlier today, the uh, the Bengals Bills game. That was that was a rough one, man. That that didn't look good for the Bills. Honestly, I, I was expecting a much closer game. Um, I would would hate to have tried to pick a winner ahead of time. I believe I did on another episode of this pod. If you want to check that out sometime, uh, we did repicking the playoffs. I do believe I had the Bills winning uh, in that matchup, but uh, yeah, that, that was it was surprising just how it wasn't particularly all that close. Bengals really just came to play, and it looks like, you know, for probably the first time I've seen this season, the Bills just didn't look like they came to play. So that one was a rough one to watch. I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, if you want a, a consolation prize, it wasn't nearly as bad as the Eagles Giants game. Uh, that was, that was a horrible game of football by the Giants. Uh, they just looked like what everybody was worried they actually were, like the people who were doubting them all season long. It proved all those doubters right. So, um, just realized I was talking with my mic off. Um, so yeah, I was just saying, uh, I feel for any team that, uh, that has been eliminated this round. Uh, it sucks to get this far and then, then ultimately be eliminated. Uh, I'm really hoping my Niners don't join, don't join in on that club. I would like to see the Niners beat the Cowboys here. As I said earlier, the Cowboys are not one of my favorite teams. They're one of my least favorite teams. Uh, it would be especially, uh, it would leave an especially bad taste in my mouth if we lost to the Cowboys in the divisional round of the playoffs. I would love to see the Niners reach the NFC Championship game for. The third time in five years, I believe. I think it'd be every other year um, in the last five years, including this one. Um, yeah, that would be pretty cool. I'd really like to see them win a Super Bowl because uh, it's been a minute uh, as a Niners fan. You know, the last time they won um, quite a while ago. So I think it's about time to get that sixth Super Bowl win for the Niners. We're back here at Levi Stadium now. It looks like Maher is about to kick off from the T to the Niners man, those three points, they just really felt like they shouldn't have happened. Right. Uh, big mistake by Ray Ray McLeod. Can he make up for it here? Oh, big, big return. Spinning out to the left and he returns it across midfield. That looks like it could be a flag out of bounds late hit. Maybe. No, of course not. Cause he's not a quarterback. They don't, they wouldn't call that in that situation. I guess that's uh, a little silly, but either way, Hey, big return. Can't be mad about that. Let's go Niners. Cross midfield, you love to see that. Ray Ray McLeod, a little instant redemption. Uh, doesn't quite offset giving up what turned into three points. But uh, you know what? If they come down and they get a touchdown here, like I said, we need to see the offense get sparked here. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is a guy who does better with rhythm, for sure, just like really anybody who's trying to be successful in the NFL. Um, we need to see some rhythm happen here. And this short field, that could be the conduit to uh, to the offense kind of picking up some steam here because – you know, we can give up field goals if we're going to score touchdowns. That's okay with me. Uh, Brett Maher figuring it out doesn't scare me at all. We have one of the most reliable kickers on the Niners, um, Robbie Gold. Uh, he's had a long career. I don't know the exact number. They keep kind of updating it as he's kicking field goals, but he has never missed a field goal in the postseason in his entire career. He, uh, I believe it's something like 30 for 30, maybe even more. Uh, if somebody has that stat, feel free to drop it into the chat. But uh, 
Yeah, so we're here at second and five now for the Niners. They're at the Cowboys' 42-yard line. And I, if, if you're sick of my voice, you know, don't worry. There's going to be another host joining in here soon. We'll have a little bit more crosstalk. As it's just me, kind of have to rely on interacting with the chat and doing just more play-by-play as De- Debo Samuel gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage on a handoff to the left, him trying to come around the end. Uh, those are, those are usually big plays. Um, we don't want to see this here. It looks like Dexter Lawrence, uh, grabs an ankle, wraps him up in the backfield. Juice could not secure that block. Dexter Lawrence, one of the team captains. He's, he's one of the better players on this defense, uh, between him and Micah Parsons and, uh, maybe Trevon Diggs, I guess you could say that's, uh, that's most of the firepower that people talk about, but they're pretty stout everywhere. Honestly, a good defense. Um, second, maybe only to the Niners, uh, who were the best defense in the league this year. If you are hanging around right now, I know we have some viewers here. Drop into the chat. Tell me who you are. Is this your first time watching? Have you been here before? What else did you watch if you watched something? Who are you pulling for in this game? Uh, answer any of those questions. Uh, Brock Purdy looking a little disappointed coming off the field there. They did not ultimately make anything out of that opportunity uh, on the big return. So we're going to have a punt here by Mitch Wisnowski from the Cowboys 46-yard line, fourth and nine. Maybe we can get a big uh, pin them back in their own 20 here. Mitch has had quite a few of those this year. Okay, we got a bounce, and we got the ball rolling out of bounds at about the seven or eight-yard line. Not bad. Seven or eight-yard line, but they're going to spot it at the nine. I think that's always weird how they do that, but it's okay. Nine yard line. So this is this is kind of the make it or break it type of moments. Um, I always think that when you're starting deep in your own territory, there's an opportunity for you. Uh, if you're a Cowboys fan, this is what you're hoping for. There's an opportunity for you to go make a long drive down the field, take a lot of time off the clock, really show that you're the alpha team in the matchup. Um, you know, the other side of that coin is like we've seen uh, with the first interception of the game with uh, D'Amador Lenore's first interception um, earlier. I think it was the first quarter. Um, at this territory on the field, a turnover is huge because it's pretty much automatic points, whether that's going to lead to a field goal or a touchdown, you know, could, you know, is remain to be seen. But, uh, yeah, any kind of interception here, a fumble recovery, I mean, that's going to make it very easy on the Niners to score points. So uh, we want to see that. And if you're Dallas, obviously don't want that to happen. So you think, like, it's we want to get the momentum going, start a drive. We want to get the, the running game going. Um, again, this is going to, we're going to see what happens. If they only have Zeke back there, no Tony Pollard, which I don't believe I've seen Pollard yet this half. If anybody has, uh, just uh, correct me there. But if they don't have Pollard, I mean, Zeke's going to get a little gassed. And his running game is a little bit more one-dimensional. He's still a good running back, of course, but he's a little bit more, uh, you know what's coming. Pollard, you really have to you really have to mind your angles because if you take the wrong angle, uh, too aggressive of an angle, Pollard has the speed to break away uh, to the point where you might not catch him at all, and they could rip off some kind of crazy touchdown. So that's what I'm looking for. I think that the the passing game of the Cowboys, honestly, they're getting quite a few completions. I'm a little disappointed that we're not uh, disrupting that rhythm a little bit more, but they're all short passes. Uh, similar on the other side of the ball, honestly, the Niners team is the Niners offense is doing the same thing. There's so much pressure on these quarterbacks right now, and I don't mean that like pressure of a big game. I mean actual like defensive pressure, uh, pass rushing, pre- uh, pe- uh, 
pass rushing pressure that uh, everything that we're seeing come out basically are little short passes. Uh, and usually that's where the Niners thrive with that yak short pass and let the let the running back or the receiver or the tight end, let the, those superstars do the hard work. Um, and we're kind of seeing that from the Cowboys here too, because like I said, it's kind of tough for these quarterbacks to drop back all the way, find the time, find the space to make a good throw. I mean, they're under a lot of duress here. So, oh, looks like CeeDee Lamb came up with a finger injury maybe. Is that something here? I'm not listening to the commentators. Maybe I'll keep this up. Just really soft in the background. Um, Yeah, so we got first and 10 here from Dallas's nine-yard line. Dallas ball. We got some pre-snap motion. Tied in, bringing it in. And Zeke motioning to the backfield. Got play action. Deep bomb. And C.D. Lamb comes down with it. Man, and we got the flag here. It looks like that's going to be on the defense anyway. So that's uh, that's not what we want to see here. It's not what we want, but that's what we'll have to live with as a Niners fan. So, um, yeah, so if you're a Niners fan, come in here with me. Tell me what you think that the Niners need to do to make this more of a game. Uh, I mean, it's a close game anyway, but what do they need to do to secure the victory? What What are the keys to victory here? Now that we've seen a good half of football, uh, we definitely can't be giving up passes like that. Uh, looks like Diamondor Lenore got beat on that one. He was the first half hero coming up with the first turnover of the game. Um, on that one, he got burnt, though. CD's a good young receiver, uh, got some wheels, and uh, Dak just unloaded on that one. So uh, pass rush couldn't get home there. I'd like to see a little bit more uh pressure on him i don't believe we see bosa on the sideline right now i don't believe bosa was in on that play either um which is you know i know that they, they kind of subscribe to the idea that that uh pass rushing is a rotational uh rotational players game you know you need fresh legs uh i kind of subscribe to the notion that if you got nick bosa you put him in the game especially when dak is dropping back into or near his own end zone uh, a sack there could have really changed uh the way the game goes as opposed to a 50 yard bomb down the field so we don't want to see that but it's first and 10 now on the Niners 45 yard line for Dallas and Dax working out a shotgun again play action to Zeke and it looks like Schultz is just going to drop that one guarded uh, I think that I think that was uh I think he might have been guarded by Lenore as well there looks like Dallas's game plan might be pick on Demo Lenore. Um, if you're a, not a Niners fan, Lenore was a rookie last year. Um, he was supposed to be more of a slot-type corner, uh, but then when Emmanuel Mosley went down early in the season for the Niners, uh, which, I mean, that's one of their starting cornerbacks. They were one of the best defenses in the league, even without him. But once uh, once Eman went down, uh, Lenore had to take over his spot on the outside, which is kind of out of position for him in the pros, at least. I think he might have played a little bit more there uh, in college, but a little bit different playing outside corner in the NFL as opposed to college ball. So we're uh, we're at third and five now for Dallas. Uh, they're in 49er territory here. I don't know. I don't think we're quite in field goal range. And even after a made field goal, I don't know how much you trust Brett Maher here. Uh, so this this could bring up a pretty interesting scenario 
if they don't convert here. Dak throws across the middle, and nothing's there for him. Try to get to CD again, covered by Fred Warner. Man, Fred Warner is uh, probably the only middle. I'm trying to think of anybody else who I would trust to cover CD Lamb on some like post route across the middle. Uh, Fred Warner can do it, man. That's kind of what he does, especially he was showing in the A-gap like he was going to blitz, uh, making Dak think about it at least, and then he has to retreat all the way back deep center field, outrun a or run with a wide receiver, uh, and break up that play. Well done by Fred Warner, and especially not drawing the penalty. Fourth and five, Cowboys are going to go for it here uh, from San Francisco's 40-yard line. They might just be trying to get him to jump off sides. Might not run this play. We've got seven seconds left on the play clock. Oh, Fred says that Zeke in the backfield jumped. We've got a delay of game. They're going to take the delay of game here, and they're going to punt the ball back to the Niners. Okay. All right. Hey, we're seeing more uh, more of the first half here in the second half. We're seeing a defensive struggle. We're seeing big plays being made, but not necessarily on offense. Uh, we did have a big Dallas play, but, again, they could not capitalize on the opportunity. Same way the Niners couldn't capitalize on the big run back by Ray Ray McLeod. I am getting – we are seeing a replay of Pollard now. Looks like he had a towel over his head. I believe he was on the cart there being carted off. So my guess is we're not seeing Pollard for the rest of this game. So we got the snap and the punt by Dallas. Ray Ray's just going to fair catch this one on his own nine-yard line. So – uh, same spot for the Niners as it was for the Cowboys on the last possession. They're going to start. Uh, they're going to start off on their own nine-yard line in the same fashion as Dallas did. So, uh, thank you for paying attention to me during this time where I've just been soloing this, been trying to interact with the chat a little bit, been trying to just give you the play-by-play. We've hit a commercial, and now is a great time to bring in my co-host, my partner in crime, the one. The only John Coyle, everybody. Welcome to the stream, John. How are you doing? What's up, buddy? Can you hear me okay? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Sounds all right, like good, good. You're coming through all right. All right, yeah. No, I was uh, <clears throat> I was traveling, and so I'm like, I got a hotel set up here. So we'll see, see how it goes. I but yeah, you. dude, it's been a good one. Yeah, this is a... I mean, you could say a good one. Um, it's a little nerve It's not a good one to you. It's been a good game. Yeah, it's, it's a close game. It's a close game. Um, <clears throat> obviously, I want to see the Niners pull this out. But uh, I've been talking for a while. I know that you probably haven't. Uh, yeah, you were traveling. You had to just, you know, get secure. <laughs> <laughs> spilled some Red Bull on myself there. It's who's, all good. Who spilled what? Nobody spilled anything. Um, I know you've been traveling. You were watching the game uh, on the plane for the first half. I actually yep. haven't been able to confirm whether or not you've been watching much in the second half so far. Um, fill us in. How much have you been able to watch? And what yeah. was your take on the game up to that point? And I'll try to fill you in on what's happened since. I Yeah, I watched most of the first half. And then uh, and then I've been yeah getting to my hotel and stuff, so I haven't seen much of the second half. But, uh, yeah, my take on the game, really two things. One, I mean, Dallas probably, you know, like I, I think in the offseason they should get like a, you know, a field goal kicker who could – make extra points um and two this is what we were talking about last time we were on a stream for the niners uh how christian mccaffrey kind of looks like a cheat code you know what i mean 
Mm-hmm. Um, like he's got the game on easy. This is this is the kind of defense where it maybe he doesn't, right? So this is that's what we were talking about. Like, who wouldn't he look like that against? And uh, I didn't say Dallas at the time because I didn't I didn't have the faith, I guess. But uh, yeah, this is he he doesn't look as much like a cheat code so far. I think he's had pretty limited action, honestly. I don't. I mean. I'm kind of. I mean, I would, I've saw there was a lot of first half touches, but uh, I mean, I don't. I only have one hand here because I forgot my like mic holder thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'll pull up the box score here. Yeah. So, John, did you see the field? Go- so, uh, Dallas's kicker did make a field goal. I don't know if you saw that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I figured from the score he must have, but did he? Sure. Did he miss an extra point? He did. It was technically yeah. blocked on the books but he was going to miss anyway looks like we got a guy leaping off sides here um oh no yeah they were about to call a false start is this a false start or six carries and three that's not a false start that would be encroachment offsides whatever you want to call it O-line's allowed to react there. I don't know if uh, – do you have a good stream? Are you watching it now, John? If you want to see yeah, up with us, by uh, the way, we're sitting at the 558 mark um, as soon as oh, the yeah. – okay. what's that? Are you You're ahead? Well, I do have it, like, on actual TV because mm-hmm. I'm in a hotel room. But, yeah, let me get it on YouTube TV so I'm not – so there's no spoilers happening here. But, yeah, McCaffrey okay. has that... six carries, three receptions. So, yeah, not not as many touches maybe as – but he's still got nine touches and pretty neutralized on that. Yeah, I just saw his latest one here. Nice, nice run off to the right, maybe uh, seven yards or so. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the 49ers sitting on the bench, uh, staring at a tablet right now together. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, uh reviewing some of their offensive work, probably from the first half. Uh, got Aaron Andrews talking right now. I'm looking at the play clock. Oh, the game clock's moving too. Game clock is at. 525, 524, 523, 522 for those who want to sync up. Try to do that every once in a while. Uh, Purdy rolling out to the left. Nobody there for Dallas's defense. Oh, he can't all across the middle. Woo! We love to see it there. Sorry if I just ruptured your eardrums for those of you listening. But, I mean, hey. Uh, TKF has a bone to pick with you, John. Even though I'll bail you out, John's been traveling. He he has to, you know. I mean, we got to we got to travel. Yeah, make, TKF, make some dude, deals happen. The lights on for the old uh, Triple Cross podcast. So I appreciate you, yeah. John. But TKF says about time the co-host shows up. I was about to ask for the link to help a brother out. Appreciate you too, TKF. We're still gonna have to make it happen. Um, you should have definitely. That's, that's we uh, we need to you get in contact. We'd love to have you on our Super Bowl stream. Um, I'd like to have a little bit more of a party going on, maybe, uh, you know, four or five, who knows, half a dozen people on that one. Um, it's always nice to have somebody who is an experienced uh, podcaster on to kind of get the flow of the conversation a little bit better. We don't talk over each other so much, things like that. And we know TCAP knows this stuff. Uh, for those of you who didn't hear it when I said it earlier, um, you know, you're going to want to jump on to our stream for the Super Bowl because we will be unveiling the winner to our giveaway that will be starting this next week uh, to win two tickets to their favorite NFL team's home opener next season. So uh, stay tuned, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon so you get notifications. We'll drop a video about that uh, this week, uh, explaining the details as well as on Twitter, follow at triple cross pod on Twitter. Uh, that 
we'll also make a post there giving the details about that giveaway. Um, that is not currently up, but it will be soon. And y'all can enter to win a pretty cool prize. All right, so Niners seem to have a little bit more momentum going now here, moving the ball, John. What do you what do you think about this drive? Yeah. What what do they need to do here to keep this momentum going and not let it escape them? I mean, it needs to be a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of getting field goals in these situations, like moving all the way down the field just to get three. <clears throat> if we could get in the end zone, if the Niners could get in the end zone here, that would be pretty huge. Um, make it so, I mean, it's still a one score game. Like it's going to come down to it, I think, but uh, at least make it so that like Dallas has to answer with that same thing. They got to get in the, they have to get in the end zone as well. Um, I would love like to see that teams, because yeah, both teams seems are like playing great defense. Exactly. Both teams are playing great defense. Uh, but if push came to shove, I would I would like to think we're the tougher team to actually get into the end zone on. Um, right. As With our defensive scheme in particular, as uh, an opposing offense gets closer to the end zone, it really becomes easier for us to kind of bear down and in and, and our red zone defense, you know, everything gets tight down there. The zone coverage they play, all of a sudden those zones, those gaps in the zones are a lot smaller. You don't have to play great like man-to-man coverage. Um, I'm not saying that Cowboys run like purely man or anything like that. It's not like they're wholly different, but um, I would say that the Niners, you know, being the number one defense in the league, that's kind of their MO is, is it's hard to, hard to kind of imagine that they gave up the fewest amount of yards in the whole league, but also when teams do get down there kind of towards the red zone, they get into their own territory. Like they become especially stingy. So uh, we'll see if that comes into play later in the game. Elijah Mitchell up the gut for one, maybe two on that one. Looks like we're going to have second and eight or nine for the Niners on the Cowboys 20 yard line. Okay. So John, you mentioned some stats. I'll kind of, uh, I pulled up the box score here. Cause I know you kind of only have one hand free over there. Um, looks like, <laughs> and hopefully this is in sync with where we are. I'm at 117, 116, 115, oh, 114 no, remaining in the third quarter. Uh, second and nine ball is about to be snapped for the Let Niners. Was that go, go ahead? Yeah, we got a dropped ball across the middle. Um, yeah, I was just going to read off some stats unless you had something else there, John. No, I was just going to say, tell me when the next snap happens. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. Let's get in sync here first before we go. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So it dropped interception basically there for Trevon Diggs. A little break there for the Niners. Yeah. Everybody can breathe a little deeper now. Yeah, yeah, um, okay, so snap's about to come now. I'm at 10 on the play clock. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, snap ball. Purdy drops back. Defense is coming for him. Ooh, and on third and 9, Purdy's going to get sacked. And, oh, we got a flag out, though. Okay. Is this oh, a holding penalty? That's going to be holding on Dallas, I think. On Dallas? On the I think so. on the backfield? Yeah. Are you are you in the future and you saw it? Oh, yeah. That's a hold. Oh, I mean, you can tackle George Kittle in the middle of the field. Sorry, I looked up at the TV, man. The TV's man. really – I can't sync that up with you, Bart. Buddy. John Stradamus. He already knows the future. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean that's helpful. I know what the I know what the uh, call is before it happens. Uh, TCAF, yeah, I was trying to get my backdrop a little bit better so y'all could see in the background. I am in Vegas right now, um, one of the most 
obvious places you could see out of a out of a window. Um, so yeah, just here for I guess work for finding some potential sponsors for the pod. Hey, and if you want to sponsor the pod, just <laughs> reach out to uh, triplecrosspodcast at gmail dot com, and we'll make that happen. I mean, it's a good little the right price. Little impromptu ad read there. I like that. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Debo Samuel with a handoff up to the right. Oh, we got another flag. I thought he was going to reverse that field and make a big one off to the left there. Another flag, though. Who's this on? Got to imagine this is holding on offense this time, right? <clears throat> um. Well, would you like me to tell you or not? <laughs> well, I mean, you can fill us in on the flag. That's okay. Uh, it will be another holding call. On San Francisco, I would assume. We shall see. Man, that uh that's <laughs> another defensive holding. That's two defensive holdings in a row, man. You don't normally see defensive holding on a run. You don't play. see a lot. Oh, of that. okay. Well, no, this is one of those rare situations. You're not allowed to do that. Uh right. Well, yeah, no, you're not. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry. Gotta stop watching the TV. Hey man. Uh yeah, you know. I mean, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. It sounded like a good hey man. I don't know. Uh no, it was yeah, no, it's something okay is about to happen. Just you know, in case you were wondering. Who okay. else on though? Uh I was I haven't I haven't been here for the whole chat, so hop in the chat, tell me who you are, where you're from, how you heard about us. Use Jack battling up Moving the middle. Getting to about the three, I think. Yeah, it looked like about the three in my best estimate too. So we're gonna have Second and goal from the three-yard line for the Niners when the fourth quarter comes back. Um, that'll do it for the first three quarters of play. Both teams averaging three points a quarter. Yeah, That's I mean, not what you expect. But it does fit into the narrative that this is like quintessential NFC playoff football. Right. Well, and, uh, and I mean, do you remember? I remember an episode we did before uh, Christian McCaffrey got to the Niners where you were like, you know, I think – that the Niners could score like, you know, 16 points and win a game. And that's what we might see here. Like if they score 16 points, they might win. I mean, just, I think so. (laughs) If if the trend keeps up, I mean, 12 points will be all that other these teams get. So, um, yeah, I mean, this could be a, this could be a score two more field goals and it's your game at this point. These defenses are looking really tough to move the ball on. Um, I think hey, the Niners are going to punch real it. Real quick, hit me in the chat, or Casey, you tell me, because I know you've been here a couple times, but I don't know. I don't know if you really have any recommendations. Hit me in the chat. Give me your Vegas recommendations. Not my first time, but give me your Vegas recommendations. I I really can't do anything fun in Vegas because I like don't drink. But uh, yeah, give everybody who's here in the chat. Tell me what you. I don't know. Tell me what you like to do here, or what shows you like drink. to see. I don't drink either. Right. <laughs> Make sure you hold that label out. We're trying to get a sponsorship from them. Yeah, it, it is. Well, I mean, I'll I'll flip this bottle around as soon as they sponsor us. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Give me give me your like maybe your show recommendations. What's a good show? While I'm here, uh, I don't know, Casey. Do you have any? Or are you like, no, man, I don't go that much. I don't go. I don't go much at all. Really. It was uh, the last. I think the last time you were here was for this same thing that I'm here for, but it was with me. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. there for a conference? Yeah, man. 
I mean, we, we can talk about that during the commercial breaks. I mean, we're allowed to mention yeah. what, you, what kind of the day job is. Oh, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, the day job's like everything, I think, you know. Yeah. We sell we sell things on the line. We sell things on the internet. That's on that's what I was. What do you what do you do when people ask you what you do for a living? I don't know, do man. Do? It's changed so much. I mean, what do you say? Yeah, um, I say like, hey, you know, like Facebook ads and stuff. Like, I do those. Like those kinds. Of I do those <laughs> online like marketing, and then inevitably oh, you get to like what? <laughs> then you're like, okay. what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody thinks that means something different. All right, we're back. Oh, well, no, we're probably not back. redundant to say online marketing at this point, right? Like, I think the default marketing is online at this point. Right. Like, you well, should have to qualify right. it if it's not online marketing. If you're, I was like, just if, you're, thinking... if you're buying billboard spaces, you're the one who should have to say, like, I do a particular well, type of marketing. Well, so I was just going through like the Vegas airport and I was like, hey, we should, we should just buy one of these billboards for the triple cross pod and just like have it running. That'd be pretty cool. Just to have uh, people so, watching yeah. us. Fourth quarter, back in action here. Um, the <clears throat> Niners about to take the first snap of the quarter from the three-yard line. Can they punch it in here? CMC gets the handoff off. To... I don't even think he that got was like there. Just that was, like butter. Yeah. Like a hot Christian knife through McCaffrey. butter. First... How does a knife get hot, by the way? Mm. I think the butter's hot. Or is it a hot well, knife through butter? Like, I've Wait, heard is the expression knife. a hot knife through butter or a, a knife through hot butter? It's got to be a hot knife through butter. Yeah, it's a hot knife through butter. I'm sure everybody on the stream is super glad that we're talking about butter and knives. But this is what you signed up for, honestly. How, how does the knife get hot? You can't microwave a knife. Like, you can't. How does it get you hot? You could run it under some hot water. Yeah, you could put. Yeah, that's true. You could put or, it like out in the sun. You could even it in a tub of hot water. I, I bet it gets pretty hot. Um, hey, TCAF has a good suggestion here for you, man. Uh, okay, cool. Sebastian Maniscalco, who I can fully like, uh, I can second this. Great stand up. Uh, okay. I think he's playing shows there. He's the best. Yeah, I think he probably he's has got a, a residency. A, yeah, residency in uh, in Vegas. He that kind of fits the mold. Um, be kind of random if TCAF just happened to know his like touring schedule and he just happened to be in Vegas. But maybe he's just a big <laughs> like, I looked fan. Maybe TCAF looked it up for me, man. Maybe he's like, who's in Vegas right now? Oh, maybe yeah. TCAF's just a good old like Italian boy, and he likes himself some uh, Italian stand-ups. But he's he's where is he in your stand-ups, Casey? Like top? Oh, he's I mean, he's you're, solid. You're I mean, it's, it's tough to cr- crack your top twenty. Yeah, but he'd be right in that group, though. Yeah, he'd be right in there. He's he's a real like national headliner for real, okay. for real. I mean, he's okay, up there right. with the with the big boys. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, so well, we got a, a 16-9 ball game now. John keeps speaking into the future. Uh, I, I got to admit, it'd be tough to do if I could see uh, the future. Well. I should just turn it off up there. And, but then I can't see you because when I go to it, I only have one screen. I normally have multiple screens. So when I go to it here, then I can't see you, and I just I want to look at you. beautiful mug. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem for me. <sighs> yeah, I get it. I can't blame you all that much. So what are the uh, implications? Right. So do you think that, do you think Dallas could get a touchdown? Like I think I Dallas mean, could get a touchdown uh, well, potentially. Like it's yeah. possible, but um, oh, this, oh boy, Robbie Ooh. Gold, the hero. Well, that's a, that, that's a good start. That's a good start. Hey, you know what? That was a big return, but it wasn't even as big as Ray Ray McLeod's. So whatever, man. Whatever. Yeah, we had about Turpin. A- for those who don't know, by the way, I think weirdly we've we've done two Cowboys live streams. 
uh, not intentional. We don't, neither of us are fond of the Cowboys in any particular way. Uh, but this is the second time we've talked about the Cowboys on the live stream. Um, Turpin, he's a guy from the USFL. And for those of you who are like, what the crap does that even mean? Uh, USFL, United States Football League. It is an off-season uh, football league. Oof. That they start in the spring. Are they going to get Fred for that hit? Uh, anyway, it was uh, back from like the 80s or 90s. I never watched it the first time around. I don't even know if I was alive the first time it was around. Um, no. And they just uh, kind of resurrected it last year. Uh, seems like it was pretty successful, bringing it back for year two. That's better than a lot of the uh, secondary football leagues do in the States. So we got a flag yes, down here, John. What, what did you see? Do you have do you have resolution on the flag already? I do, but I actually missed the resolution already, and so it's like that's how far ahead that is. That's okay. We're in uh, kind of no man's land. Oh, I do have a. I don't know if this is like, you know, we've been podcasting for a minute, um, and YouTube for all of that minute that we've been podcasting. I mean, like right. in our history, not not, not today. Um, yeah, not there's today. a tradition that I do for the Niners. Um, and I think I think it's fine to bring it on on camera. Uh, it could be another potential sponsorship. When the Niners score a touchdown, it's 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 shot time. So uh, for those of you who have a similar tradition, I mean, now's the time. Uh, otherwise, we're going to jinx them and they're going to lose the game. So yeah, that's got to do it. Yeah, we've. I think we've sufficiently chased away any Cowboys fans. Are there any Cowboys fans in the chat? Doubtful. Was there any? Was there any earlier? I don't think so. Nobody that said anything anyway. Okay. Well, yeah, they wouldn't. They'd be like, I'm too ashamed. You're like, this guy's just going to be mean to me. They'd just take <laughs> one look at you and they'd be like, I got to get out of here. I'm in the wrong place. Uh, let's see. What else? What other news do we have to share? We have a third and one here uh, in the game. I'm at 1356, 1355, 54, 53. Dallas rushes up to the line. Looks like they're trying to get a quick snap off. Hand off to the right, mm-hmm. and Zeke's going to convert here. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, we haven't seen Tony Pollard again. Looks like that injury was as serious as it looked like it was. Um, kind of surprised. Uh, when Zeke's in the backfield, you know, like, they basically do, like, power run schemes when Zeke's in. Uh, look yeah. at how they've stacked this offense here. This Yeah, is a little offset eye. Yeah. Yeah, and this is what they do, right. a little like kind of wing type formation there, and they just run right towards the strong side. Like that's what they're gonna do nine times out of ten with Zeke. Wait. Who is that? Is that oh, oh. oh man? CD Lamb is a killer. Dude's pretty yeah, that's good. That's why he wears that's why he wears the eighty eight though. Um side note, T Calf did tell us his name, and it is Italian. Oh. Um, it is one of them Italian names. Is that? Did you hear how I just said that? It's Italian. Um, and yeah, so he's a support. He he thinks he thinks his guy. What was the name again? What was the name uh, Sebastian Maniscalco? Name? Is who he was talking he said, about. He says he's a top five. He says he's a top five comic. That might be a little rich for my commercial break. Yeah, on the next commercial break, we'll get Casey's top five. Oh, oh, we got no. Uh, it's very hard for to not see the future. Supreme That's why safety, keep... Talado Hufunga just had opportunity of a lifetime to sack Dak for like 10 yards. And, uh, I mean, he he, he he knocked him off his rocker a little bit there. And we still got the 
I, I, they're not going to get a sack there. I think this is a designed run play, so they just call it like a tackle for a loss. Uh, but who ended up getting that? Armstead got in there. I don't know. Bunch of red bodies just flying around. Uh, it was all cool. Um, top five comedians, man. That's tough. I don't. I mean, not right now. Head. At the break, you're going to get interrupted if you do it right now. Going to get sure, interrupted sure. by interrupted by this pesky football game. Yeah. <laughs> man, this this lamb guy, dang. He, uh, you know, there was a time in this draft. Let's see, uh, this the draft that C.D. Lamb was taken. That would have been last year's draft, or you know, uh, the draft that happened in 2021. Uh, not to confuse anybody, the the draft before the last two seasons, um, the Niners moved up, or they actually traded DeForest Buckner away, one of their best defensive players, to get a first-round pick. And C.D. Lamb was one of the guys that was being tossed around as an option. Um, and they passed on Lamb, as well as some of the other top receivers in the draft. And they actually picked up another uh, defensive tackle to... Uh, to replace the guy that they traded away to get the pick. So it was basically like a salary dump on an all-star level player. And uh, they got a young defensive tackle to replace him. But later they did move up in that draft to select a first round receiver and in that same draft. And uh, that's how they got Brandon Ayuk. So uh, Ayuk now just finished up his second season, finished with a thousand yards, pretty good for any sophomore, um, yeah. especially on a team that runs the ball as much as the Niners do. He led the Niners in receiving Oh, that looks okay. Mar has now interceptable. made two field goals. Um, that pass was very interceptable, but it was. The Niners have had a few of those, but honestly, a lot of the reason why it's interceptable is because, like, just like the pressure gets home or the, the pass is tipped or something, and a lot of those reasons. Um, ugh, Felix, gross. Um, <laughs> anyway, it just uh, it takes a lot to to make those plays already happen. And I'm not going to get mad at an incompletion. You always want to see the interceptions yeah. uh, get brought in. But so the, Felix so jumping the guy, in saying he wants to give America's team some love. Felix is not even an American, so I don't know why that matters to you. You could just jump on the bandwagon, but all right, I get it. Just Felix get on the Niners fan. Just get Felix on the Niners our, bandwagon, Felix. He's one of our most loyal listeners, viewers. I, well, he probably it. is. If he's if he is a if he is a football fan. He's probably a Cowboys fan because he's a big time Mavericks fan. So like he'd probably That's just stick true. With Dallas. I'm just saying. Mm, good point, John. Good point. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're at the commercial break. You wanted me to list off my top yeah. five. By community. the way, let's update. Niners held. I mean, people are probably watching it, but Niners held the Cowboys to a field goal, which is exactly what we're talking about. It's like they, they could get down the field, but it's going to be hard for them to get into the end zone. So 16 to 12 is the score. Yeah. And the Niners Football. need to at least match that pace by kicking their own field goals. But ideally we want to see more of what we saw last drive and punch it in for touchdowns. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. So Top five comics off the rip, five comics. I know number five. one. Well, okay. So first of all, I see comics and podcasters is almost one in the same. Really, well, I'm being okay. So it's well, hard that's to separate a comic from their podcast where they're also funny. Then I don't know number one, but I was going to say, I think number one is Burt Kreishner. Like it's a running joke that like his name is like mispronounced all the time, and it was that was just so slightly mispronounced that it was like you could tell you didn't do it on purpose, and that's why it's so funny because um, people do that with his name all the time. But he's up there for sure. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go no particular order. How about that? But yeah, I'm a big fan of that like Joe Rogan tree of comedy. Um, I, I'll try to refrain from putting Rogan in there because I think there's funnier guys, especially right. if you separate 
the podcasting from the like comic career. Uh, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, they're like a comedy duo. Uh, free yeah. plug for their show because they need it. Uh, Two Bears, One Cave. They do that together. <laughs> Tom also does a great podcast with his wife called Your Mom's House. I'm a huge mommy. Uh, but both of those guys, they're kind of from the same tree of stand-up. Uh, let's see. Who else would I want? I mean, got to put Louis C.K. in there. Uh, he's just... Ooh. He's uh one of the most prolific guys. Be for a while there, he's putting out like a, a full special like every year, which is just an unheard of pace for comedians that are at the top of their game, like doing the best stuff in the world. Uh, so those three for sure. Um, let's see, I'd probably follow that. Well, somebody like I, I guess I'll round it out with uh, Chris D'Elia, high energy comedian, also a good podcaster, but he's funny on stage. And uh, Theo Vaughn, maybe a little lesser known, kind of from Ooh. that same school. A little bit too. I, I snub some people there. You know, there's the Bill Burrs of the universe and stuff. But uh, okay, uh, so, maybe some well, of those guys are a little lesser known, and maybe maybe somebody watches this. I guy. think I Theo. Va- I think Theo Vaughn is hilarious as, as a podcaster. But the biggest snub that I noticed is Bo Burnham. You didn't put Bo Burnham in there. I didn't put. I didn't even think of Bo Burnham. See, like you asked me to do top five comics, I'm like, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> it's That's too. Insane. It's too hard. That's a whole episode. I'm just like. <laughs> People talk a lot about TV and movies, and I'm like, honestly, if I weren't if it weren't for like watching with my wife, uh, I probably wouldn't watch TV or movies like at all. I'd be all podcasts and stand up comedy. That'd be like all I'd watch, basically, uh, and sports, yeah. of course. Like, there's a reason we have two podcasts, and we'll we probably do. for those of more. you who want to hear more about marketing, uh, check out the Modern Commerce uh, YouTube channel or Modern Commerce on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, that's our other podcast. Big pass over the middle there. Did you see that? Love it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I appreciate the plug, but yeah, that was a big play. Sorry. Yeah, no, Kittle over the middle. That's, I mean, it just flows. Kittle yeah. over the middle. Brock over Purdy Kittle. and Kittle. I mean, Kittle always, it seemed like Kittle was like the biggest fan of Jimmy G ever. Like he quotes him all the time. He's always talking Jimmy up uh, and all of his pressers and everything. But dare I say it, Brock Purdy and Kittle have a better chemistry maybe like. Kittle yeah. looks like a complete superstar when Purdy is under center. Elijah Mitchell coming in finally with a big run. Uh, looks like he ripped yeah. off about eight there. Second and two, yeah. second and three, maybe something like that. Second and two. Do you want I me? I don't know quote. if you want me to spoil it. <laughs> second <laughs> no, and two. No, no, no. Second and two. Oh, just spoil that. No problem. Yeah. Second and two. So eight yards there for Elijah Mitchell. I love that quote by Kyle Shanahan that was just on the screen saying Brock Purdy is the most poised rookie he's ever had. Um, those who don't know Kyle Shanahan has been coaching since he was like, you know, our age younger. Um, his dad, of course, Mike Shanahan was a prolific coach. Uh, you know, he won those Super Bowls for the, uh, Denver Broncos back when Elway Davis, those guys were there. Uh, Ed McCaffrey, uh, Christian McCaffrey's dad, for those who don't know. And Kyle, he was plugged in early. He's been coaching for, I mean, 15 years at this point, easy, uh, not a head coach, mind you, but he's had a lot of rookies. He's been an OC assistant coach for a long time. For him to say that the starting quarterback now, Brock Purdy, is the most poised rookie he's ever seen, that says a lot. I mean, he's seen thousands and thousands of rookies at this point. Um, and I don't know about you, John. Maybe you don't have the insight that I do, but kind of no matter what happens in this game, I think Brock Purdy is the starter for the 49ers next year. I don't, I really don't see it going any other way. Well, they got to do something with one of the three quarterbacks they have. They're, I don't think they're going to sit on all three of them, you know? Well, Jimmy shouldn't be under contract next year. Uh, okay, so you think it's just going to be Purdy and Lance? So it does make a lot of sense that they'd still be on the team. But right. I still think we're in a territory where 
some Trey Lance truthers who I'll admit I was one. I still am one. Still believe in Trey. But yeah. at this point, we've seen what we need to see out of Purdy. I don't know why you'd even risk it uh, and switch up any of these variables. I think that uh, Purdy's the guy here. He's the guy that I want to see under center. Uh, because, I mean, hey, we have the ball right now, and we're up by four in the divisional round of the playoffs against, I'll, I'll say it, a good Dallas team. They're good. I'm not going to yeah. say great. They're a good team. They're They're as good as any Dallas team has been for probably 30 years. You know, yeah, yeah, because they actually won a playoff game. Is that what makes you say that? Uh, no, like, like, really, even if I think about like the Tony Romo led teams or any other Dak led team, I think this team's maybe a little better. Would you but take that's Dak just, I, that, now that's just or Tony team. Romo in his prime? Uh, <clears throat> I think that Tony Romo is a fantastic commentator. <laughs> Well, it was a trick question anyway, because they're the same guy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, the they, they really are. It's kind of the same prototype. And I've said the same thing about the Cowboys a lot of times is that they just, it seems like they want a little too much. Like they have a very capable, very capable quarterback, but they want him to be a superstar, like top five quarterback. And I think that's like the downfall of them. And I, and I stand by that even now after they've won a playoff game, they're in this divisional round, even if they beat the 49ers. I mean, if they don't win the Super Bowl, like I'll still, I'll, I'll stand by that same thing is like, it's like they just want a little more than the, than the quarterback is capable of. I think, even though they actually, kinda, no, even though they're very capable, I actually kind of dug their offensive game plan when Dak was out, they took some of that pressure mm-hmm. off the quarterback. Cooper exactly. Rush comes in Cooper Cush. If you listen to the, uh, Pat McAfee show. I don't know if you're supposed to plug other sports podcasts while you're podcasting <laughs> so, about sports, but we, uh, yeah, that's that, that ship has sailed for us. So yeah, I mean, Hey, like whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like Rush came in and dude looked like a superstar out there. I mean, that's not true. He didn't look like a superstar because he wasn't the one making all the big plays, but the no. team looked great and he looked like he was doing a big part of that. You know, he was a big right. piece of that similar to like Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah. especially if you take last week's performance out, Brock Purdy has been a great addition to the offense. He's done his job. Um, some big plays here and there when they need them, but it's not like he's out there just like trying to make big, big plays happen all the time. It's uh, pick the time and the place and execute then. Uh, otherwise, he's just staying in his role playing within the offense. Um, yeah, yeah, last week, of course, he had a little bit more explosive stat line. But that's not really been his M.O. And I think Dallas could maybe even benefit from a little bit more of that mindset, too. A guy like Cooper Rush in there, just playing his part, doing his job. I mean, team football wins you games. That's just yeah. That's just the reality of it. Maybe it's- maybe with the exception of when you get deep into the playoffs. Sure. You got those Pat Mahomes type guys. You got those Joe Burrows. You got guys who make something happen out of nothing and they're huge plays. Yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. You have you, have you talked about the Bills? Have you talked about the Bills-Bengals game yet? Um, not, not extensively. I wanted to maybe perhaps save some of that for just in case if we talk about it a little later, but at this point, I don't know yeah. if we're gonna, I don't know if we're planning on shooting something later. Maybe we could just talk about those games as well. I don't know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But I, uh, I, I watched, what, what were you going to say about it? I watched almost all of that game. Uh, yeah, yeah that was, would you see there? I, I just, I'm just surprised. Like, the snow, I think, is the great equalizer, but I would have thought it would equalize better for Buffalo. You know what I mean? 
yeah, that, I feel like you're using the term equalized in, in a very tilted way. But yeah, I mean, right. It, well, you see a snowy game in Buffalo and you're like, this is the Bills game here. Like, that's what they need. Right. And they did not look like that at all. They just, they just well, didn't I, look like I, they showed up to play. When I say it's equalizer, tough. I mean it like, I mean, I have a different sports background, but that's what I mean. Like, really strange outside of the norm inclement weather, like, can make crazy things happen right that's true um, i mean you're more of a basketball a, fan for people who don't know and i want to know the last time you saw a basketball game in the snow i have a friend who I, I ran track and cross country in college and i have a friend who got second in the boston marathon one year when it was like particularly cold and snowy um like second overall we're talking after like kenyans like everybody she was second overall and the first place person was an american as well so it's like yeah like inclement weather can can be an equalizer for for certain people. So yeah, I would, I, I would have thought it would have tilted more toward Buffalo, like you said, yeah. but in this case, I think that like equalizer effect actually helped the Bengals. Um, I think you put them in a, per- that one. I think you replay that game in perfect weather conditions. And I, personally, I think Buffalo is a better team. I know both of us had them picked, but yeah, it's tough. Uh, yeah. Pass across the middle. We haven't been doing a great job of play-by-play here the last couple of minutes. Pass across the middle to Christian McCaffrey, who lined up in the wideout position there on that uh, that play. Brock Purdy hits him for four or five yards, uh, converts that first down. Uh, it was like third and three before that. Um, I'm at 621, 620, 619 left in the game, at least in regulation. Um, first and 10 for the Niners on Dallas's 28-yard line. I mean, a touchdown here could just make all the difference in the world. For sure. Elijah Mitchell uh, gets the hand up again. He's he's finding his legs a little here. Yeah, I, I mean, then it's a two. Then we're talking about a two-score game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, a field goal makes you feel okay. Here, uh, you go up by seven. And now that – I mean, there was a, a point in this game where I thought Dallas was going to abandon all field goal kicking and even extra point kicking and just go for two, which made me think, like, I don't know if I love a seven-point lead in this game. I thought if yeah. that's the way they're going to think, should the Niners start going for two proactively, you know, and get ahead by eight? Well, because, I mean, I you know, guess – How bad it, would it feel if you lost the game by one because you were up by seven and they don't trust their kicker enough to kick an extra point, so they just go for two and they win it off of something stupid like that? Uh, Casey, going for two is uh, contingent upon getting into the end zone. So that is I think that's true. like that's priority number one. Numero uno is uh, get get in the end zone, and then we'll yeah. worry about that. We don't want the Cowboys in the end zone at all. Um, Elijah Mitchell, he's getting some run here, um, and he's he actually is. pulling off some yardage. He's he's, he's a good running back. More, He's looking a little more Christian McCaffrey than Christian McCaffrey tonight, I think. I don't know. Maybe they're just not scheming for him as hard. I don't know. I think he might have more <clears throat> more uh, carries, honestly. I don't even know that. I mean, he's been getting it. Uh, he has one less carry. Uh, McCaffrey has 10 carries for 35 yards, and Mitchell has nine carries for 36 yards. Right. Well, and it looks. I've got 10 and 10. Oh, maybe I have more up to date. Oh yeah, probably was that one right there. He just got another carry, so that's yep. that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, so so ten, ten, ten carries piece and one yard difference. They look pretty. Yeah, good. so they are averaged about the same, but maybe I mean, I guess that to me speaks to a, a good night for Elijah Mitchell, right? Like he's averaging, given it's only point one more yards per carry, 
but point one more yards per carry than Christian McCaffrey on double digit carries for both of them. Like that's a good night. Yeah. The big difference is McCaffrey also has five catches. So like, right. it's not like they're getting the same usage, but yeah, especially no. lately here in this, I don't know. All right. I'm a Purdy fan, but that was, that was a yeah. head scratcher on it. That it was one. not a great pass. Kind of wasted that- second down there. So we're at third and he's, 10. He's tried a couple of those sidearm slings tonight. He's hit a few side, big sidearm plays just in his starts. Um, but that doesn't even look like it was like. Ooh, here we go. Sorry. I don't know. Can't, can't, can't do reactions to the TV. Sorry. Can't I thought that was going to be TV. It's funny, too, because I'm looking at like the box score thing I have that updates live. And it's, it's on, yeah. on, on page with me. It's it, it, it's not as cool as I thought it was going to be. It, it developed into something that looked like it might be cool, but third uh, and ten for the Niners from the Cowboys, uh, seventeen yard line. Purdy scrambles up the middle for about six, uh, six and a half, seven yards maybe. Uh, yeah, so it looks like the Niners are probably going to bring out Robbie Gold and the special teams unit to kick a field goal here. To try to that's go up right seven. That's I think the that's right the right call. call. That's what I call for sure. And given the amount of time here, you know, okay, let's just assume the worst, right? Just because we're trying to do football math here. Dak and the Cowboys come out and they score a touchdown, let's say, right? I mean, hopefully if that, hopefully that doesn't happen at all. But if it does happen, hopefully they don't take up the whole three minutes on the clock here. Because we're going to have about 3.04 on the clock. Yeah, Yeah, 3.04 on the clock. And the Cowboys are going to get the ball back here, barring some kind of Ray Ray McLeod like return fumble that that could happen here. Um, yeah. So down seven, they're obviously looking touchdown here. Can't really afford to even take a shot uh, at a field goal and like hope to get the ball back because no. we're just too deep into the game. Uh, but if they do score, uh, we would hope that the Niners could get into field goal range with whatever time is remaining. Because uh, again, I, I don't know if you were on when I said it, John, but the Niners have a kicker and Robbie Gold, Robbie Gold, who has never missed a field goal in the postseason. Something like well, thirty something, thirty something. Like, well, there's a certain distance you would miss at, but uh, yeah. Well, to me, to me, this is this is the right now. Like, this is exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like, Dak is supposed to be. Dallas wants Dak to be this top five QB in the league. Now's his right? chance to prove it. Right. That, that this is the situation, right? Three minutes on the clock, you're one touchdown. One score puts you in a, a touchdown. A touchdown right here puts you in a position to win if you want to go for the win. Now it'll be the coach's call whether they want I, to go for two or not. I but, think in uh I think in the Super Bowl, I think Pat Mahomes did it in like forty seconds on the Niners defense. So Yeah, I mean that's so he's he's still not top one QB, but uh yeah, Tweety Tex. Tweety Trex. Trex. We're about to find out if Dak is worth a nickel right here. I I think three minutes is like it, it, it's it's a good amount of time, right? Like it's almost great, it's really too much time for what they need to be doing. A great you know? QB can march up the field and score in three minutes, and a really great QB can manage that. Like imagine if it were Tom Brady right now that's in his the, prime. That's the really hard thing to do is manage the right. Time would manage it so that there wasn't enough time for the Niners to even right. get, get a chance at scoring. Like I said, so, you've got to figure like you're not getting the ball back again. You know, if you hand the ball I, back to the Niners and you don't have a tie game or the lead somehow, uh, 
mean, you're just asking for it to be over. Like you're asking for them to just run the clock out with, with the running offense that they have. I mean, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell, they'll be happy to run the ball with those guys and try to run the clock out. But uh, if Dak, so if Dak puts a happy. touchdown in right, if Dak puts a touchdown in right here, I don't care if he doesn't manage the clock. If he puts a touchdown in right here in the defensive struggle that this game has been, I'll give him his flowers. I'll tell, I'll say like, yeah, he's, he's a good, he's a very, very good QB. I'll say he's a good quarterback if he does it with less than 30 seconds left. If he gives. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't even need him to manage the time that much. I think that's what they need. If they really want to make sure this game goes to overtime, which is what you got to be hoping for. Honestly, I want to know if you're Dallas, if you can get in the end zone and let's even say that there's 30 seconds left. Would they entertain going for two? I think they would. I actually think they'd win it right there if they get in the end zone or they try to win it right there. I think they've had some big breaks. This is not me speaking with my like Niner. I mean, I'm obviously wearing Niner stuff, but like, well, that Ray Ray McLeod fumble was so big, right? Like there's been so many breaks that I think went Dallas's way. Eyes on Um, the screen. I I mean, it's not, it's not fully action yet. Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm just telling you, just telling you. All right. right, right. First and 10, 259. Left in the game, first and 10 uh, from their own 18-yard line. Dak Prescott gets the snap. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> Almost picked off by Dre Greenlaw on the first play. I just – I knew that would break your heart a little bit to watch that. Like, uh, That's okay. I mean, that would have been ice. That would have iced the game. I know. So, I know. It would have. <laughs> on their Dre. own 15. Still a big play, though. You know what I mean? Like, some people get yep. mad. I, and I, I – not mad just because of how they've been playing, but like, I'm like not mad. I'm just disappointed, that. you know, it's easy to forget. That, hey, that's a great play. Anyway. Like the alternative is the guy catches the ball. Like he still broke up the play. He jumped a route and broke up a play. Uh, yeah. Second and 10 from the 18 deck. gets the snap Two fifty-three left in the game. Bombing it deep. Gallup cannot come down with it. They're just, Praying for a flag. This is exactly I this. what I hate. This style of offense late in the game, where you just toss it up and hope a flag happens. Not my thing. This is exactly what I'm saying. It, it, he tries to do too much. Like he's like. That's why I said if he punches a touchdown in here, I'll give him his flowers. But I don't think he'll even punch a touchdown in. Like I think he just he tries to take it all on himself. And I think that's what Dallas expects of him. But I don't think he's that good. He's good. If he just take what the defense gives him, you know? Yeah. Tweety Trex, I want to know how you found out about us. And if you're a Niners or a Dallas fan, we got a sack, uh, I guess not a sack, a tackle on Dak at the line of scrimmage, just trying to escape the pressure. I mean, this is what we want to see here. The Niners just bringing it. Uh, It's fourth and 10. Dallas has all three timeouts. So you could kick this. They got to punt. They got to. Yeah, you have to. You have to because if they and you got to kick it quick, like I mean, they're gonna because it's an automatic field goal, you know. Otherwise, oh man, you got to rush here. Oh man, because they're not even gonna they're gonna waste the two minute warning here too. Oh, mm-hmm. McLeod could have just okay. Oh man, I would have liked to see McLeod try to waste five seconds there on a return and uh, waste that two minute warning because they're gonna get a clock stoppage after the Niners. The Niners should be running the ball completely here. They're going to get an automatic clock stoppage after the first one, just from the two-minute warning. Maybe if I was Dallas, I might look at using a timeout after this first run play if it doesn't take five seconds. If you're anticipating run, you should be able to stop a running back in less than five seconds. So maybe you can call a quick timeout, 
and get two clock stoppages on the right side of the two-minute warning because the first yeah. down ice is this game either way. So right. Dallas, I mean, comes down to management, like we said, and Tweety Trex, uh, really, really on it here. Horrendous execution, classic McCarthy coaching failure. Didn't put Dak in a chance to succeed. I don't know. I think it's honest. I mean, uh, I don't, again, I don't know if you answered uh, our question. I don't, I don't mean to offend you if you're a Dallas fan, but I think it's kind of, that's, that's what Dallas does kind of. I mean, even going back to last, <sighs> last. Uh, <laughs> I knew that would make you stop. I, I was trying middle. to. I was trying to signal you, like, hang on, man, because uh, you're gonna you're gonna get a little heart attack here in a second. Yeah. Oh, what's up, Shane? Uh, yeah, diehard Bronx fan. That's cool. Shout out. Uh, yeah, this should should be pretty much the game here. I mean, I think mathematically, not quite, but it is very close. Um, it's hard to hard to keep my thoughts in line, honestly. Right now, I'm just very excited, but. <laughs> yeah, back to like Dallas. I think this is just like what they do. I mean, going back to last year's playoff game, the whole like snafu with the friggin' not handing the ball to the ref, thinking they could yeah. just spot it themselves and yeah, snap the ball like that. That that's was just what, like I mean, you can't that's what we do in practice. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can blame coaching saying like we need to coach the guys so that they need to know the hand the situation. Uh, no, a lot of people I don't. I don't. I would not blame coaching. Yeah, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't blame I would coaching either. Coaching. That's, that's that's uh it right here horrendous execution that is what dallas does dallas is and i hate that even leading up to this game dallas is quite possibly at least at least over like the last few decades dallas is the number one team just built up by the media every single year they could be coming off a terrible year and the national media just says this is the cowboys year they're gonna be great look at all the stuff they've got woo and in this game even watching the pregame like Half of the panel and various yeah. uh, pregames, they took the, the Cowboys. I'm like, okay, the Niners are the two seed here, guys. Like, I mean, I don't even know if it's a bias. I don't know what it is, but yeah, what, why, why, yeah, why does everybody love the Cowboys so much? Just marketing budget. Your, th- your theory, know. yeah, ch- chat theory, yeah, like they're a big like market a casual, team, right? Like Dallas is a, is a big football market. fan. That's huge. I, I don't just really being in a it. big market. Jerry Jones is kind of like a living legend, even though I don't think he's a legend for all the right reasons. Um, <laughs> just like a weird franchise, honestly. And they America's team, what a what a moniker to get. I don't know when that actually like happened, but I think there's a lot of people who just kind of just buy into that. And they get all the national coverage. I mean, it is so frustrating okay. when the Niners don't have a nationally televised game. It is hard to find it when it's out of market because I do not live in – uh, San Francisco market. So it's impossible to find yeah. some of those games sometimes. So, I mean, we resort to what we got to resort to, to watch these things, but, uh, well, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Dallas ever even has those. It feels like they're always televised. All of the national media is always talking about them, no matter how good the team is or how bad the team is. And it just brings me so much joy to, to be a fan of the team that can <laughs> really, uh, end their season here. George Kittle doing George Kittle things, laughing at the camera. Yeah. No, I, I I think a lot of it's carryover from the days where national TV deals mattered a lot more, right? Because I think the Dallas to me are like are like the Braves of the NFL. I was just gonna say it reminds me of the Braves, right? Where where all of their games were nationally televised for a time, and I don't know if that's actually still the case. Like so you, you feel like it is in every corner of the country and outside of the country, even. Yeah, you you feel like it is probably you know, but like it's not like I'm really 
looking for Dallas games every week. So maybe it is hard to, to find them sometimes. Uh, but I think it's carryover from that. And a lot of commentators are that old, right? Like they're of that age where like that bias creeps in a little bit. And they just always yeah. sort of believe in Dallas. The glory days of Roger Staubach creeps into their memories. And like, oh, well, yeah. Good. And uh, part of it might have been, uh, part of it might just be money talks too. You know, the big time money talks. They're one of the richest. Uh, I don't know now. There's been, uh, you know, some ownership changes, but I mean, historically, Dallas has been one of the more lucrative franchises. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I don't want to say it has nothing to do with the way they play football, but it certainly isn't solely because of how they play football. You know what I mean? It's a lot to do with the ownership and a lot to do with those business deals outside of anything football related, honestly. Um, you know, the Niners had a, <laughs> the Niners were huge franchise back in the nineties and they've changed ownership since then. Um, they kind of had to take their lumps and go through kind of a down point uh, a couple times since, since they yeah. were huge and they won those super bowls in the eighties and nineties. Uh, but I mean, this team, a little more wow. Elijah Mitchell for you. Elijah Mitchell just sealing the game there. Dude, I, I should I, do he it. Might, he might get my game ball tonight. Who gets your game ball tonight, Casey? It's gotta be I, I probably Fred Warner, honestly, on the defensive side. Uh-huh. Um came up clutch with uh an interception when Jimmy Ward could not secure it. He literally took the interception. Oh, you know, he he took a bobble from another guy and intercepted it. He's made a quite a few good plays. I mean, Fred's probably got, I could look it up here, but Fred must have, you know, three or four tackles for a loss. He's uh, got he's, seven, ta- he's got seven tackles, two assists. I don't know. Tackles for lost. He is leading but, the team in tackles. Um, but yeah. yeah, it does. I, the box score I'm looking at doesn't have tackles for loss either, but I know he's had two, at least I think more. Um, he's just there. My, he's one of those guys. My, that finds the ball. My game ball, I think, I mean, Christian McCaffrey got into the end zone. There's that. I mean, he was set up for it. My game ball, yeah, Fred Warner is a good one. If it's not Fred Warner for me, I think it's either Elijah Mitchell or, I mean, I'll go Robbie Gold with it, honestly. Like, not that he had any super tough. Yeah, yeah, George Kittle had some good, like, big big plays, big first downs. Uh, I'll go Robbie Gold, though. Not that he had any super tough kicks, but... uh, just to have dice in the veins to hit the ones you're supposed to hit, like you know, and win games that are him. grinds. Like yeah, what he does, good as gold. Yep, they, they yep. own that for a reason. Uh, mm. yeah, never missed a kick in the playoffs in his whole career, and he's not been a career niner. Uh, he was with the, uh, yeah, Tweety thinks Fred and Fred Robbie. Robbie. Well, right. I think that's that's good. Um, I like Robbie Kittle scored more too. than anyone else on the field. Robbie scored more points have, than right? anybody. Was it three, three field goals. Yeah, if this were basketball, we'd say he leads all scorers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, four, field four field goals. Four field goals. Wow. Yep. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, I want to know what the – let's let's see if I can find this. Uh, Robbie Gold playoff. I don't know if a Google search is going to get it, get us there. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you don't know what to Google. I think, ask, he was, ask so I think he was 25 of 25 in the playoffs – uh yeah so he was perfect going into this game in the playoffs uh 37 of 37 on extra points which doesn't sound like a lot until you watch brett maher's game last week um where he missed four in a row uh so 37 of 37 pretty good on extra points and 25 for 25 uh in field goals and that's not counting today 
where he hits another four field goals. So that would make him now uh, 29 of 29. And uh, that's that's pretty incredible. I mean, to not have missed is just that's so many field goals. So much opportunity to mess up, even for a great kicker. So the Cowboys are in a situation here where they might actually get the ball back with enough time to score. Yeah, so the Niners will be able to run off about, what, 40-something 40, 40 more seconds. Uh, are yeah, the, not are the Cowboys out of timeouts? Yes, they are out of timeouts. So barring mm. a first down, I mean, maybe, oh, they're not going to screen pass. Not a bad idea. Need to yep, keep, no keep first the clock down running. Though. They needed a high percentage pass there. And they must yep. have thought that was their best shot at getting a first down. So you don't hate the play call if you're a Niners fan there. Yeah, so they're going to punt it away, I'm guessing, on fourth and nine. Uh, and the the Cowboys will have, what, a little under a minute to put it in. It's got to be a touchdown, though, at this point. Can't be a field goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, here Man. you go, Dak. Earlier, earlier we said we'd give you your flowers if you could put it in with three minutes left. You can put it in with 50 seconds left or whatever, 40 seconds left. Then we'll really give you your flowers. But I don't think the, I don't think you will. If I was a bet, man. I did think that when Elijah Mitchell had that huge run, first of all, that, that was just the biggest thing that could have happened anyway. But he ran out of bounds. And I was thinking yeah. the game was iced before he ran out of bounds. When he, he yeah. stepped, I don't think it was fully intentional. He was just like, man, if I can catch the seam and keep going, like that's so big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tough one there. Cause I think it's just much, instinct. I mean, we would be 40 plus more seconds down so it would be like hopefully you guys return this punt for a touchdown because that's about all the time they would have had left uh for dallas tweety's calling a he's calling a hafanga pick hafanga hafanga i don't know i love hafanga i mean hafanga had a crazy i mean just kind of a one-off play but in the first half i don't know if anybody saw like remembers this play but hafanga came flying through the a gap on just an all-out but timed it perfectly just prototypical like oh I'm over here just prototypical like Troy Palomalu, um, just flying <laughs> through the A gap, putting the pressure on Dak. Sorry, John, go ahead. I'm over here just like pronouncing everything like a redneck tonight. I'm like Italians and Hufanga, Hufanga the Italian. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. you're gonna watch. The, you're gonna want to watch Maybe. the next play. I mean, it's you're gonna want to watch it. Okay, I'll, if I'll I were, sure you know. yeah. I mean, I was gonna just take the next few plays off. This is just like th- this next play is just classic Dallas Cowboys stuff right here. Like the, and, and they should pay for it. Mean. It could mean a huge play. They should pay for it. Play. Just watch. Just watch. Like that should have been a safety. <laughs> it really should have been. Yeah, it, it really it, that's the been. thing is is it kind of works out for them sometimes, so they like don't pay for it as much as they should. But that's just classic Cowboys stuff, like. Yeah, it's total Looney Tunes out there right now. I think if you're yeah. the Niners, you're you're just keyed on on CD Lamb right now. That's uh, that's yeah. the guy who I mean, because anybody could Dak could complete a pass to anybody at this point. Right. Few guys will be able to outrun all eleven Niners to the end zone from here, which is what you need. I mean, you can't even have a big play that, where you get tackled in bounds. I mean, the right. game is all, pretty much over. You might be able to uh, spike the ball and get like one more play. I mean, you can right. do this like sidelines crap. Um, they probably need to one more time just to pick up a first so they have more downs to work with. 
but after that, I mean, you need big plays. You can't mess around with the sidelines all that much. Uh, if it's going to be out of bounds, it's got to be down the field and you get out, not just like a five, 10 yard out. That's just not going to cut it at this point. So they're, right. they're going to need to convert here first. Um, they're going to need to go downfield. Get some downfield plays and those guys can't get tackled in bounds. So either you need to know that you can house it and break free from everybody or get out of bounds. Ooh, I thought, I thought, I thought Dre Greenlaw was going to uh, maybe get in on that one. Okay, yeah. they're calling that inbounds. Clock's still running. Oh, this is going to be wow. <laughs> exactly like last year. I'm calling it. You say Hufunga pick, uh, Tweety, but I'm calling. Ooh. I'm calling butt I'm fumble s- right now. Butt fumble 2.0. <laughs> I'm saying something. The Cowboys are going to get tackled inbounds, and that's the end of the game. I think Dak's going to do I think we're actually at this point. Maybe they go for one more quick out kind of thing. One more little sideline scrap. Get a first. And then you start, then you go, what's the Stanford friggin' toss the ball around play? Like, that's all you got left here in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. So probably two plays left here for Dallas, unless they totally mismanage this, which would be also the most Dallas thing ever to mismanage that. Fortunately, they didn't. I mean, I Osa, guess not rushing super hard. Okay, we gave up the the one play. Five seconds left. This is the last play of the game. This uh, be nobody would have the balls here to try to go for the sidelines again. This is end zone or bust. Probably going to from the forty. This. Yeah, pro- from the some kind of hook and yeah, some kind of hook and ladder thing, and not even fully the forty. Um, yeah, so coming up on the last play of the game here. Some of you might be seeing it already because... Oh, Ooh, yeah. this is interesting. They're trying to call that last one incomplete. Hmm. Ultimately, Ooh, not it might matter. It might be. It might be, but yeah, it doesn't Both matter. Only has the left foot down. Does he hit the right? No, he doesn't. No, yeah, that's, that, that was incomplete. incomplete. That should be. Yeah. it's. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I still don't know, but yeah. Much, uh, since it'll be the last play anyway, but... Um, yeah, not to get ahead of ourselves, but for those of you uh, who are still on here, thank you for being with us. Uh, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon so you get notifications for our live shows because we just kind of do them randomly. Um, yeah. You want to be in here with us. You never know when you right. might win something. Tonight we didn't give away anything, but we will certainly soon. Um, usually every live show we give something away. Just didn't have something you, planned for today. Yeah, you've got a lot more self-control than I do. Like every time I'm <laughs> right. live, I'm like, well, I'm trying I got to get something for- away. We've got that big one again. I plugged it a couple times, but that Super Bowl uh, stream that we'll be doing, you know, make sure that you join us live for the Super Bowl. It should be a big one. I'm hoping we get hundreds of people in here. I'm hoping we get, uh, you know, four or five, you know, hosts in here, just kind of guest hosting, having a little bit more of a party uh, in true Super Bowl party fashion. We're going to give yeah. away two tickets to your favorite team's home opener. So if you win, if you are drawn as our lucky winner of that giveaway, which we'll be launching this week, stay tuned for those details. Uh, if you win, you will be able to pick whichever team you want, your favorite team in the NFL, and you will get two tickets to their home opener next season. So pretty cool prize. Uh, again, stay tuned for the details on that uh, because that's going to come in fast and furious. There's going to be lots of entries. Um, it's going to be huge, and hopefully we have tons of people on our Super Bowl stream to uh, to hang out with us, to watch the game, have a good time, and see somebody have a super lucky draw and get a pretty cool prize uh as this game finishes up 
I think we might take a couple minutes just to kind of speak through what we're we're looking at as far as the final four, um, the the conference championship round of the playoffs. Uh, we won't be on too much longer tonight after the game ends, but stick around. We'll talk through that a little bit, uh, then we'll hop off. And like I said, this following week we're going to have some pretty cool stuff coming out. So make sure that you are subscribed to the channel and check us out on uh, Spotify. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, of course, where hopefully you're already watching right now. Right, and yeah. I can't. Am I missing anywhere else, John? That's that's pretty much everywhere that, we are. That's like all, check, them, go all, to, all the spots. Do yourself a favor. Go to triplecross.live on your web browser. That's our website. You can follow us everywhere there. Uh, there Twitter, go. that'd be the other main place, I guess, if you want to follow us. Um, we'll also be posting updates on Twitter for that big Super Bowl giveaway. Um, and, sure. John, we have a we have a basketball giveaway going on right now, too, where people can do. can get in on that. Uh, a Lari? A Lari? Am I saying it right? Lari Markinen? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I think it's Larry. Lowry. I Larry? think it's kind of like Kyle Lowry. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Lowry Markinen, Lowry Markinen so jersey. Uh, right so you got to be a Jazz fan. You got to be a Jazz fan for that because he's. He, I don't know. He shouldn't be obscure. He'll probably be an All Star this year. Those yeah. th- those will come out next Thursday. Those announcement announcements. But uh, I think he'll probably so be an All Star. So basically, it's your last chance to go enter that giveaway yeah. now. Um, we, do we have a link well, on Twitter for that one? Uh, I, I'll get a link that we can put in the video description after this. Basically, you're going to want to check out triple cross on Twitter for, it, uh, for all kinds of giveaways. Cause we give away. If you want to see a, a classic, if you want to see a classic Cowboys last play when they're, when their hopes are on the line, just keep watching. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of 12, a spoiler. 49ers are up six seconds left. Here's the last play. Oh, it was just and awful. It was like it's a dud. Jimmy Ward, who could not secure the interception earlier in the game, makes that final play. He stuck him hard. Uh, <laughs> was not going to entertain any of that lateral crap. Uh, that is that is how this one ends. For the second give year a in a row, the San Francisco 49ers end the playoff hopes of the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys finally won a playoff game for the first time in I don't know so long. Uh, but I think it was anybody 30 can years. win the wild card, right? Anybody can win those games. So, yeah, San you know what's funny? You know what's funny about those that play is that guy was actually the most shallow receiver, so he couldn't have lateraled it anyway. Like Dak threw to the most shallow receiver, so he yeah. couldn't have even like he would have had to run it. Like that was just awful. This classic that was classic Cowboys stuff. Didn't make a lot of sense. There was no pressure. I don't. But know. here I am talking about that when when my team's out. So whatever. I guess they're yeah. better than us. That's all right, though. You know. Wow. So the Niners do it. The Niners. The Niners punch their ticket for the third time in the last five years. They'll be going to the NFC Championship game. I mean, as a Niners fan, I couldn't be happier. Um, but I will not be truly satisfied until we go to the Super Bowl. And honestly. There's only one team I want to see in the Super Bowl, and it's the Chiefs. I want that 2019 rematch. I called for it in my bracket on the show we did a couple episodes ago. I want the rematch. Niners, Chiefs, Super Bowl, book it. This time, it's going the other way, though. 
We got Brock Purdy, the man at quarterback. We got CMC, the best running back in the league. Uh, we got Debo, who is really kind of a whole nother ball player since that Super Bowl. Um, we got Ayuk, who's come into his own with his thousand yard season. George Kittle has never looked better. I think he broke a hundred yards tonight, just about. You can, yeah. And uh, that, that's defense. Bosa, the best player in the league, best defensive player. Uh, Megan says, "Let's go Niners." Tweety Trex says that Eags Niners matchup is going to be a complete trenches war. I think probably, yeah. I, I have two. I have two questions. I have two questions for you, as a as a. Niners aficionado. So, uh, first, first question one is: Am I right to suggest that you weren't all that worried about any of the NFC matchups in the playoffs up to this point? Right, like you weren't worried about the Cowboys or whoever you got there, or and you weren't worried about the Seahawks, correct? Not too much. Not, uh, I would, I right. would say the, the Eagles and the Cowboys are about the only two teams that even kind of popped up on the radar you know otherwise okay they're not any, any team could could win in any given game but if the niners lose to a team like the seahawks I'm, the niners lost themselves in that scenario okay didn't get- so the part part b of that question is it, in the eagles matchup are you now like okay this is like this feels a little more up in the air to me or do you still feel the same way about it so the Niners or the Eagles are coming off of a dominant win. So I think the chalk answer is to say, like, man, like the Niners are going to have to do something. Like they just had a war here. Um, the Eagles didn't have a big war, but the Eagles played the Giants. Let's be real. I mean, let's not pretend it Cowboys, wasn't the Giants. But I, I gave the Cowboys their due here. They were one of two teams in the NFC that are even like picking up on the radar. The Giants are not one of those teams. So for the Eagles to blow out the Giants, great for them. We blew out the Seahawks. Big deal. You know what I mean? I, that's how I file that one. The Eagles are who the Eagles are. I've been hot on them since the preseason. I thought they were going to be a big deal. I didn't necessarily see the season that they had coming. I thought they would make the playoffs. I did not think they'd be the one seed. And to answer your question, uh, wait, what was your question? Refresh me. Kind of just are, you, are you more worried about this matchup? Like, does this make you more nervous than you've been thus far? I mean, obviously, it's deeper into the playoffs and stuff like that. But I, I don't think you've been any very nervous about any of the matchups yet. Right. I think you feel pretty nervous would, about this one. The main thing that would make me nervous about the Eagles is that the one hole that the Niners defense seems to have is when the quarterback goes mobile. You saw it a few times tonight with Dak, who is not supremely mobile. He can move for sure. Um, but he's just kind of no middle of the road, maybe above average when it comes to mobility. Um, and he tries not to run all that much. He tries to be more of a pocket passer. He's trying to evolve. Jalen Hurts is, and I don't mean to say anything bad about his passing game at all, but his his running game is what makes him elite. You know, it is not just that he can sling it, right? Um, And furthermore, I'd say he's not one of the best slingers in the game. He's not one of the best pure passers. He's a great runner, and that helps out that team a ton. And he's a big runner. He's a big, he's like a bruising quarterback. It's, It's tough to defend that. The Niners, if they have one weakness on defense, it's letting those quarterbacks find a lane and they take off. And a guy like Jalen Hurts, isn't even, it's not a guarantee you bring him down with one guy. So there's going to be some big plays. I'm calling it right now. There's probably going to be three, four, maybe half a dozen runs by Jalen Hurts that go further than I would like to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts rushes for 
80 yards in against the Niners. He could be the leading rusher against the Niners because of the way they split uh, yeah. backfield carries. That's the main thing to worry about. The Eagles defense is great. It's good. It's a good defense. Um, they also do a great job of pressuring quarterbacks. Not as good as Dallas on defense. Not as good right. as the Niners on defense. Um, so I think we'll see more offensive points by the Niners. This is the first time we haven't seen them put up like 30 points in quite a few weeks. So I see the Niners putting up more points, and I think the defense will have to win that one. I think the points will come for the Niners on offense, and the main test will be, can the Eagles score at will? Is this going to be trading touchdowns, or is this going to be you know, making the Eagles settle for field goals or no points on drives? That's going to be the tale of this game. I'm going to say the Niners are going to put up 31, and it's going to be up to the the defense to keep the Eagles under that number. And that's as simple as I can put it. I, if that doesn't happen, I'll be kind of surprised, you know, I think that's where the game will lie. Yeah. Um, okay. So what I, I totally lost with my questions on, on this, uh, but this here, this comment brings us kind of right into the next point. Um, it's a long one, but uh, Tweety Trek says <clears throat> the Mahomes kryptonite, um, man, coming to KC too. I think the Bengals are going to go again. Uh, just a more complete team. And now that Mahomes won't be as mobile, uh, Mahomes will have to be perfect. Right. So Great he'll have point. to be a perfect passer. Watching Mahomes get banged up, that changes that team. I mean, it's one of the few situations where, I mean, because he's, again, he's kind of in the vein of like Dak, not supremely mobile, but movement is part of his uh, game. And it's more mobile than Dak. Uh, he's more more mobile than Dak, but I think Dak often has more rushing yards than Mahomes. So what I mean by yeah, Mahomes doesn't Mahomes rush is the a game more yard. Ca- Mahomes, yeah, he's a more Mahomes capable play by time, and he yeah. makes plays happen by play extending. That ability yeah. is hindered. I'm not going to say it's gone. Uh, it's going to be hindered. And, I mean, it, let's assume that Mahomes does make it to the Super Bowl. We're removed, what, three weeks from that right now? His ankle is going to feel a little bit better. He's probably going to be okay. Um, The bigger test will be getting past the Bengals, honestly. Like, I think that's going to be tough uh, for them. You might be right. It might be that the Bengals are the ones going back to the Super Bowl. That could be. They do look like a great team. They put it to a Bills team today that most people would have filed as one of the top teams in the league. And uh, they they, they just outclassed them, plain and simple. And it it wasn't close. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, the the Bengals and the Bengals have been this big question mark to me for the last several weeks because I think it's it's tough when they start so poorly. You know what I mean? To like get a gauge on them because the game, the tough matchups that they win, uh, you get so little data in the NFL that the tough matchups they win, you're like, oh, was that just an any given Sunday type thing, or is that team not as good as I thought they were? Um, and then the other matchup, like some of the other matchups are just soft matchups. So you don't really give them their due for it. So they've been a question mark to me for a while, but like, I mean, the bills are no question mark and to get to the AFC finals is, is no question mark. Right. Like, so they're there, they're exactly where they were last year. Um, they're the defending. I, I, I like what they said earlier this week, like, you know, hey, we're the defending AFC champs. We've never Why thought about talking about Mahomes and Allen and the chiefs and bills. I get that. Why? Yeah. Why are we calling us an underdog? Honestly, it's a similar thing with the Niners. I mean, especially with Purdy, when Purdy first came into the fold, um, you know, even on the back of like a CMC trade, it's weird how 
immediately so many people had the Niners in like underdog category. And of course the like bandwagon, you know, everybody jumped on the bandwagon when the Niners are on now a 12 game winning streak. Sure. It's easy to say like the Niners are playing great football. It's easy to get behind them now, but ultimately a lot of these people, even who say they're a great team, they have them losing to some of the great teams in the NFL uh, when it comes to predictions, like with the Eagles or, you know, if it means going to the Super Bowl against somebody like the Bengals or the Chiefs. Um, I think that the Niners, even with Brock Purdy under center, the Niners are a poised team. I don't think there are other teams. Yeah, of the other three remaining teams, I don't think they win a game like this, you know, um, at least like with this game script that we saw with the Cowboys tonight. Um, I don't think any team competes on defense with the Niners. I think that's fair to say. I don't think the Chiefs are anywhere near them. I don't think the the Bengals are anywhere near them. I think the Eagles are the closest that uh, that the remaining teams have to offer. But it's it's honestly it's a big it's like a tear jump to me. It's like the Niners are one of those top top tier defenses, and then the Eagles are are a good defense. Um, and the other ones, honestly, like Bengals defense looks good. Uh, Chiefs defense is what it is. You know that's kind of how I'd file those. Um, and people get so hyper focused on big, sexy, high-flying offenses in the NFL. That's why somebody like Allen and Mahomes, they're the names you hear about all the time. That's not necessarily what leads to winning games, uh, like we saw tonight. There was no high-flying offense, really, to speak of, and the Niners pulled this out. I think there are more routes to the Niners winning games now than most people would give them credit for, because most people don't think that these types of games can happen when it's two hyper-competitive teams. But most people were also super huge on Dallas coming into this game. So I think we just like proved that wrong. Like you can have low scoring, highly defensive games, even deep in the playoffs. Um, So to, to kind of break down the last four remaining teams here, obviously I'm a Niners fan. So I'll just kind of take them out of contention. What do we see from the other teams? You know, if I had to put money on the Bengals versus chiefs, that's a tough one. Um, The more I think about it, it's different. It's true, but this, the, this Chiefs team is different than what we've seen. I think a Tyreekless Chiefs, like when you were talking about a, a Niners Chiefs rematch, I remember in 2019 really feeling like uh, a little surprised that the Niners were up as much as they were in the fourth quarter, and and kind of like the Chiefs were like maybe a better team, really, you know, um, and and that like comeback was like yeah, that that was kind of like what was going to happen, but yeah. now I would say like the Niners are a far more complete team now. And the Chiefs mm-hmm. are still good, right? I'm not knocking Pat Mahomes or the Chiefs, but they're a less complete team now, I believe. Um, so, yeah, more vulnerable. Um, the Bengals are a very complete team, though. So, yeah. it, 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 especially offensively. And that's like what the – it's funny. Like, you couldn't have two teams in the Niners and Chiefs that are more, like, built for different things. You know what I mean? Like just just built for incredibly different styles, so it'd be a very a great matchup, be an exciting matchup. I still have it. It's what I picked to start out with, and and I would stay say I still have it. I I think Kansas City will get it figured out against the Bengals. That is so hard to say after what I saw today. After what I saw them do to the Bills today, like I I just said that, and it felt weird coming out of my mouth. I uh, but with, I don't know, I'll stick with it. It's out there now. I you know I'm not going to be. I also back, I'll, I'll speak out of both sides of my mouth a little bit because I had the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Um, I still think they're on paper the favorites, but Tweedy makes a good point with uh with Mahomes' injury, you know, 
it's a high ankle sprain. Those are serious. I mean, I get that it's yeah. playoff football and Mahomes is not going to be taken off. He's like, I'm playing. He's that's already right. been a report that came out. Like, I don't care what they say. I'm playing. Um, that's all well and good, but it's going to affect his play style. And honestly, if he does make it to the Super Bowl, I think that that much time he's going to be moving around pretty good. But the more I think about it, the Bengals are such a good team. And if they play good Bengals football, they're going to beat the Chiefs. So might be irrelevant how Mahomes looks in three weeks. He might be at home watching the Super Bowl in three weeks. Could the can the te- do the Chiefs have an answer for for the Bengals? How how complete the Bengals are offensively? You know what I mean? Or do they just have to put up more points? That's I guess the question. Oh, yeah, I think the Chiefs they they have a better like. I mean, over the years they've had a pretty good defense, even though they're not usually in the talks of like the best defenses in the league. Um, but the thing about the Chiefs defense is they tend to make stops when they need to. When when the game's on the line, they're going to give Mahomes a chance. You know, they're going to keep it tight enough to where Mahomes has a chance to go win the game. And they win so many games in that like fourth quarter fashion. Um, the Bengals aren't all that different in that way. You know, it's I I feel like a broken record all the time. But like in these conferences, in, in even within divisions, but especially when you look at AFC versus NFC, you see teams that are built for different styles of play. You know, it's not all that different the way the Bengals play compared to the way the Chiefs play. It's really not all that different, even though the Bengals are a little more complete, probably a little bit better running game, although Pacheco's looking great on the Chiefs. Um, they're built for the same kinds of things. The defense is there to keep you in the game long enough for your offense to go win it for you. The NFC is built, yeah. at least the top teams, I mean, down to the Eagles and the Niners. Those teams are really both built more for the defense to be kind of what sets the tone and the offense just has to reach a certain bar. Right. They have to clear a certain bar. And if they do, they normally win because the defense is only going to allow a certain amount of points. So if, if you look honestly, at Super Bowls where the NFC wins, yeah. it's typically a little more of a defensive struggle. And it's typically this situation where a lot of people watching are like, wow, this like this high flight, this great offense of whoever it is, right? Like the Bengals or whoever, like they don't look like they normally do, and and it is because it's like yeah that those NFC defenses hit different, you know, like yeah. Uh, and so there's so something agree, else. About yeah, I mean, the NFC too. People, you know, I've said it a bunch of episodes, but for anybody who hasn't heard it, like the NFC, people talk about it. Like, man, they have some good. It's fun to watch some of those games. It's it's cool. Maybe it's kind of boring because it's so defensive sometimes. But like, good for them. They have a couple of good teams. Nobody saw the Eagles coming. Good for them. The Niners, they're back. Man, they're a pretty good team after all. Like good roster and all this stuff. But like, I mean, when it comes to playing Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs or Joe Burrow and the Bengals, like it's gonna be over. They're gonna kill him. But like, the NFC wins Super Bowls, man. It happens, you know. And I think it's yeah. People blow right past the NFC. They don't give them their due. It's almost like you treat them with like kids' gloves, kind of. Thing. You're like, oh, good for you, you know, like those kinds of cute. things. That's cute. Yeah. When it really comes down to it, you know, like in the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter who goes from either side, honestly. Whoever goes from the AFC is built for one style. Whoever goes from the NFC is built for another style. I want to know when either of, like, whether it's the Eagles and the Niners or the Bengals and the Chiefs, when did either of those conferences deal with a team that is the identity of the other, really? You know, other than when they played each other. Like, the Chiefs beat the Niners. That happened. They didn't have CMC back then. But, like, they've really had limited amounts of, of games where they played elite defenses. Cause a lot of those are in the NFC and the same thing the other way around, like the Niners defense looks great, but they haven't played a ton of those high flying AFC offenses, like the bills, the giants, the, or the bills, the Bengals and the, the chiefs, you know, 
Um, so I think I would just say with that, there's going to be a game. The Super Bowl is going to be a game. It's going to be who can play, who can right. dictate the style of football that is played. And a lot of people automatically assume Mahomes or Burrow, they're going to overpower whatever offense it is when, when, when the game's on the line in the fourth quarter, whether they've been down the whole game or not, they're going to be unstoppable. They're going to do what it takes to win. And I don't know if that's the case. I think you might see a defense doing that same thing where Bosa comes up with a big sack late in the game where that same situation is coming up where they're up yeah. by one score yeah. and they need a big defensive play to end the game. You know, if it is you Mahomes who's limited, yep. I could see a big defensive play ending that game. Uh, same thing with this Joe is it, This is exactly, this is the exact Super Bowl that actually I was thinking about when I was talking earlier, that 2015 Broncos Panthers Super Bowl, where it was like, I mean, I don't think anybody thought that Peyton Manning at whatever 40 years old could lead the Broncos to the, to his Super Bowl. And it turns out he didn't. He didn't have to. Like, yeah. Yeah. all he had to do was just just go out there and, and let the defense carry him to a Super Bowl. Let Von Miller carry him to a Super Bowl, right? Yeah, and, and uh, like that's the pretenders in that game. I mean, exactly. Like after having this like just killer offense all year and like that Cam Newton, uh, kid, that Cam Newton boy, that Cam Newton kid couldn't be stopped. I just, I sound the worst tonight. Uh, he couldn't be stopped all year. And then all of a sudden he comes up against an NFC defense and it's like, this is different. This is not what you're used to. Um, and I think, I think yeah, that's honestly like, how, how, uh, it's, Allen it's a great, tonight. right. Yes. Um, or Allen it, looked in his game. Right. Yeah. To, well, today. Right. Um, yeah. So, okay. So land for me, Casey. Uh, sure. Tweety has one more. Uh, Cam was my MVP. Cam was MVP that year. Exactly. He was, yes. but he looked like, terrible when it came to playing the best team in the biggest game. And that's kind of my whole thesis. The best that, defense. Like, you really don't know what's going to happen. You can't, there's only so many Super Bowls that have ever been played. And right. those, like the whole climate changes every year, every once in a while, like you see something like the Niners or the Chiefs, you know, it would be, or, or even the Bengals, because they were in last year's Super Bowl. You see a lot of these same teams kind of in the mix late. But even within those teams, they have different identities from year to year. And especially given the different matchups that happen and the way that they don't tend to happen in the regular season as often. Like, even if it is a Super Bowl rematch from 2019 and it's the Niners and Chiefs, it's going to be a different game than, than happened that time. It could have a similar game yeah. script, but there's two different teams at this point. Um, yep. And if it's the Eagles and the Bengals, that's... That's not like playing the Rams last year. You know, it's going to be a different game no. than that too. The Bengals are okay; they're pretty similar than they were last year. <laughs> they're yeah, they're pretty, they're, they're pretty much the same team. Okay, so yeah. land for me here, Casey. Who do you think is coming out of the AFC? You, you're having a hard time landing on this one. Out of the you. AFC, um, I had the Chiefs, but uh, it's going to depend on Mahomes. If we see Mahomes, if he has noticeable, like noticeably limited mobility that's going to affect their game. And I think the Bengals too. Oh, yeah. And I think there's no way he won't be noticeably. I don't know what kind All of right, drugs so, they have. You know what so I mean? Call, so call your shot. All right. So call Bengals. your shot. I'm going to go, go Bengals You're going at this point. Bengals. And then big, I mean, their franchise players hurt. Like it's tough. Right. Yeah. And, and, and on the other side, you think if the, you think the Niners are going to score 31 and if the Eagles can put up more than 31, then they might be able to win. Um, I'm going to go Niners on the other side as well. And I think that I feed into the bias of this show a little bit, of course, but I don't think they're going to need 31. I think they could win it with 24 points. Um, yeah, I, that's kind of where I'm thinking too. I think it, I, I, that's not a bad final score prediction. I, and I, I think I would be. I, I think they'll probably be 31 24. 
something like that. That uh, yeah, and I I actually don't think the Niners will even put up 31. I think 24, 27, and that'll win them the game. Um, yeah, maybe. But you know, yeah, who who knows? I do think the Niners will come out of that side. I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs, uh, and I'm not saying that Joe Burrows does not have the clutch gene because he clearly does. Got to the yeah, Super Bowl last year, sure. but but I'm gonna say Mahomes has the clutch gene on another level. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go chiefs. And, and honestly, I think the, the clock is running a little bit on Mahomes because as his contract, doesn't his contract get bigger? It's like backloaded, right? Yeah, it always does, but it's so long. It doesn't matter. He's, he's staying there. Like, I, I know, but uh, we're, we're like, we're what, four years into that 10 year deal. Like it's going to get harder and harder for them to like pick up top talent. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm if I'm the Chiefs, it's like, hey, we gotta win now before we have to just hope we get a good rookie, right? Like, offloading Tyreek is a pretty big like help to the salary cap, and also like you're gonna get right? veteran discounts on guys because they know it's Super Bowl contending teams. So you're gonna get discounts right? on guys. As long as you got Travis Kelsey, that offense is gonna go with those two guys. Um, but anyway, so I think uh, your projection was Niners Chiefs in the Super Bowl, same as mine. Yeah. Um, I I'm saying I think the the injury to Mahomes is enough to knock the Chiefs off of the AFC Championship. I think it'll be the Bengals and Niners in the Super Bowl now. Okay. You still have it the same, but I do. if I remember correctly, you had the Chiefs beating the Niners the last, when we did our playoff project or our playoff brackets a couple episodes ago. Does Mahomes' injury affect the way you see that potential Super Bowl matchup? I think to me, Mahomes' injury affects his chances to come out of the AFC more than his chances to win the Super Bowl. That's that's my position on it. So but you think if the just because of the downtime, they're winning the Super Bowl. I, I would, as of right now today, I would still take the Chiefs uh, to win if it goes Chiefs Niners. Uh, but that's only because of the downtime. Downtime helps. Yes, the high ankle sprain is a big deal, but but that's I mean even a high ankle sprain four weeks is is enough time, right? Like four weeks from now, right? Is that what yeah. it would be? Yeah, uh, so three, three weeks from now. Three weeks is three weeks is yeah. enough time, right? Like so, so conference championships by for the Pro Bowl, and then uh, yeah. So so if and that's but that's if he manages to not re-injure it, right? Uh, so if he injures it, re-injures it, or injures it more severely in the AFC Championship, then my take might change. But if he's able to get through the AFC Championship playing with limited mobility, being a pocket passer, uh, and they win. Then I then I think that my projection would probably stay the same unless I see something that if I see something unexpected about out of the Niners. But what would I honestly see that would be unexpected out of the Niners? Like I expect that they're like in in I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Chiefs by any any means. I think they're an incredibly complete, incredibly capable team. So that's where I sit right now. Um, if the Eagles do come out of the NFC, then my then my take might be different. But we'll see. All right, last comment here by Tweety Trex. Uh, if any NFC team scores 27-plus points, it's a complete lock. <laughs> that game will be a war. Obviously, he's talking about the Super Bowl there uh, because it's NFC versus NFC until then. Uh, I think I'd put the line a little higher than that. I think it's more like 35 well, yeah. just what, to be safe. How many, the Niner, the, how many the Niners score when, when the Chiefs came back? How many I don't points remember off score? the top of my head, but I don't want to. I might have been more that. than 27. I think it might the line have been more is a than little higher than that. 
I'd say 27 is a great number for the NFC championship though. I think the winner, I think yeah. only one team is going to hit over on 27 um, and maybe neither team It's going to be grimy, uh, but that's going to do it for our show today, folks. Thank you for joining us on the triple cross podcast on this watch along episode. We did of the 49ers and Cowboys uh, divisional round playoff game. Um, if you have not at this point, please hit the like button because you better have liked this show if you watched this far in. Hit the subscribe button because, again, if you watch this far in, why not subscribe to the channel? Hit the bell icon so you get notifications for live shows because we give away stuff tons of the time, a lot of the time. So uh, make sure that you're getting notifications for those live shows. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter because we will be dropping details on our biggest giveaway thus far. You can win two tickets to your favorite NFL team's home opener next year. Don't miss out on that opportunity. Wow. For John, who is over here, and for myself at Niners Fan, Fan Man, uh, this has been a great show. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, Triple Cross Podcast, you keep it real.